Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. It is Wednesday, August 9th. We've got a big day lined up today. We've got a lot going on. We're going to jump right in and get to it. Lauren is here with me as well. Lauren, good morning. Good morning, Kevin. Exciting day. I know. We've got a lot going on today. I see we've got uh, Herschel here waiting. We've got uh, Dr. Wolfson joining us right now, so we'll bring them in in a little bit. Um, we'll stay here as long as we need to. We're going to do some uh, some interesting stuff here this morning with uh, Dr. Wolfson and Herschel. And uh, after that, we'll take some questions for a while, then we'll head on over to Twitter later today and do that. So, um, a lot of stuff going on. I'm really excited about what uh, what we've got going on today. Real quick, um, I may come back to this later, uh, but I just want to make this announcement. We have another new product line in the store. Um, Lisa has been busy. These are still products we found at that natural health show way back when, whenever that was. It was a long time ago, months. Um, still working through those products. So this is a line of really unique apple snacks. So it's got a little bit of sugar in it. I know people are going to freak out about that, but they're really, really clean. It's basically apple egg whites of all things, a little bit of sugar. And they make this little snack that looks like a crouton and tastes like the most intense apple flavor you've ever tasted. Wow. Yeah. And they're really That's plain. Delicious. They also have them uh, covered in dark chocolate. That's really good. Yeah. <laughs> so those are in the store today. Um, ready to order right now. So we might talk about that a little bit more. I don't want to take too much time. I am going to bring in uh, Dr. Wolfson right away this morning. Dr. Wolfson, good morning. Good morning to you, Kevin. Thanks for having me on. Excited to talk. Well, great to uh, great to talk to you today. I'm excited about uh, what we're doing. We got Herschel waiting in the wings here. Um, so I. I just want to jump right into this. Um, one of the things that we really want to highlight is is your process, your system, the way you do things over there. You're kind of like a bunch of detectives. Um, we like taking advantage for all the low-hanging fruit. You know, all of our success stories change their diet, change their lifestyle a little bit. Everybody's happy. Uh, we love those. Um, we can knock those down all day. But if it gets much deeper than that, then we like handing the problem children off to you guys and uh, letting you work your magic. So that's kind of what we want to highlight today, your your system and your processes and how you do this. You know, you, you look at the traditional medical system anymore, and I'm wondering how long it's going to take for AI to replace a lot of what doctors do. I mean, you think about it anymore. Isn't it just a formula? You kind of plug in some symptoms. What is this most likely to be? Which drug do we have to prescribe for this and prescribe the drug, right? Doesn't that seem to be what they do anymore? I mean, that's the way it's been since I entered medical school, really. The office <laughs> visits are extremely, extremely short. I mean, so I think I think AI could certainly potentially accelerate that, but the doctors, they got it pretty fast. And people get that experience. They get a five to 10 minute office visit and then they complain, well, the doctor doesn't spend more time with me, but the doctor doesn't need to spend any more time because they take your uh, complaints or your health issues and concerns and then they'll move that into what the next step will be or what they would say kind of in marketing as like the call to action. Well, the doctor's call to action would be, hey, take this pharmaceutical or do this particular test 
that leads to some other test or surgery. And it's very, very quick as how that all happens. But it's it's sad that that is what it's really come down to. But that's that's essentially what it is. And it seems like the trend anymore, if you watch enough pharmaceutical commercials, is that they almost know the first drug they prescribe to you isn't going to work. And they have a couple more waiting in the wings and then they have, you know, one to handle some of the side effects of the other drugs they gave you. And you're right. It's just sad because it never addresses the root cause. And really, if we had to point out just the major difference between what they're doing and what you're doing, isn't that really it? They just have a lot of ways to alleviate symptoms or try to. And in your system, you really don't do anything until you identify the root cause, right? Right. Our situation, right, we're always trying to look at what causes the health problems of the individual, whether it's coronary artery disease or they had a stroke or cholesterol or, you know, blood pressure or they have cancer. It's always about trying to find the cause. And my wife taught me this very early on in my holistic career. You know, when you find the cause and you reverse that, then you have the cure. And that is the only way to to cure. Now, I love obviously the stuff that you guys are doing because I think you're the penultimate strategy as it comes to uh, prevention and the you know success, I don't want to say treatment of chronic disease, where specialists like me come in is for people maybe that are on several different pharmaceuticals. They've got a, uh, a very complex cardiac history. Uh, otherwise, I think, yeah, I mean, I think it's really just the basic information that, you know, that I provide, that you provide. And frankly, you know, thousands and thousands of other healthcare, you know, practitioners and, you know, from your background, you know, training, nutritional therapy association, functional diagnostic nutrition, all these people, are, are, you know, that's why I've said I'd rather send people to Kevin Rutherford for information about health than, than the, uh, you know, the quote unquote, the best minds at, at Harvard, you know, Stanford or, or you know, beyond. Yeah, th- that's just a crazy statement. I, 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 but you know what? It's the world we live in now. And as crazy as it is. That's what we've got to deal with. So um, you have a really extensive system and, and processes of getting to that root cause. And that's kind of what we want to highlight today. And Herschel is really probably a perfect example of this for us. Herschel's been with us for years, probably right back when we started into the health thing. And he changed his diet. He's done all many of the things we talk about here, and there just always seems to be something lingering. You know, we don't always feel like we've really solved his problems, and we've we've run around, you know, a bunch of times just trying to figure out what it is. And finally, you know, I said, look, we've, we've got to do something different. We're, we're not getting to the root cause here. We're not figuring out what's wrong. Uh, so we sent him to you, and that's where we want to kind of pick up and uh, talk about your process and all the things you go through to try to get to that root cause. Well, you know, I guess I would say all disease, first off, it's not genetic. Let's make that very clear to everyone listening again, because mainstream medicine has drilled us that it's all genetic, right? Uh, Why did I have a heart attack? Well, you've got a family history. Why do I have high blood pressure? Well, you know, family history. I don't believe that. I believe we are built perfectly uh, by our creator 
to uh, to function optimally. It is only the man-made poisons that interfere with our genetics that lead to illness. We are not genetically programmed to have heart attacks, strokes, cancer, dementia, you know, you know, autoimmune, you name it. It's all man-made. And with that in mind, then it's a matter of, okay, well, what are these man-made problems? And I call these violations of the concept, eat well, live well, and think well. And the eat well has a lot of debate and a lot of nuance to it. And think well, uh, you know, again, involves that spirituality and self-acceptance and purpose and all those things. But it's that live well category that really gets broad on how all of these man-made environmental poisons, including what I think is the biggest offender, which is uh, mold from water damage, and I think that that's kind of like the secret sauce, if you will, in unlocking a lot of people's illness, although it may be the most difficult to go about. But really, Kevin, it's about how do we address the eat well, live well, think well concept. And it's a big deal. It's a big you know, concern. But the beauty of it is, is that it helps to prevent, treat, and reverse everything, every condition. <laughs> and pharma may be successful at reducing your blood pressure, but because the factors exist of what led to your high blood pressure, it leaves you at risk for everything else. Uh, You know, it's such a simple concept when you talk about it, but then, like you said, trying to apply these things in the real world is where it gets difficult. You know, the diet for us, it's pretty straightforward. I mean, we've had a lot of success. Really what we've found Um, If I could boil the diet down to one thing, uh, it's eliminate, eliminate, eliminate. You know, there's this thought of, oh, you have to add this superfood and you have to be adding liver. And um, we love all that stuff. That's fine. But really what we found was most effective was the more foods we eliminated from the diet, the better our results became. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, no, I, th- I think that that's a, that's a good point, too. But I guess my concern is that sometimes when we try and, like, eliminate too much, it makes it difficult. And, you know, let's face it, uh, so many people, like, that, that's their vice is food. Like, people aren't necessarily smoking as much, certainly, anymore, you know, and, and maybe they're not drinking, you know, as much, hopefully, uh, they're not doing illegal drugs, illicit drugs. You know, most people, their vice is the food and their vice is the sugar. So what I try and tell people, again, is that no matter what your vice is, no matter what you're eating, please make it organic. So we all just start with that conversation to say, get the poison out of our food. Like, you know, you, you know in the intro, you're talking about this particular, you know, apple you know, you know, treat. I mean, like things that are real food without the chemicals, let's do that. Right. And I think also I do love to focus on like, hey, uh, make sure you're eating these certain things. And because you're eating plenty of those things, there's not as much room for the <laughs> right. other crap. Good you point. know, when you wake up yeah. every morning and you're like, okay, I got to eat some seafood today. I got to eat some nose to tail, uh, you know, meat products, preferably including the organs. Um, you know, if we do that, um, you know, I got to eat some vegetables. I got to eat some seasonal fruits. Then I think it kind of doesn't leave much room for the other garbage. Yeah, that's a really good point. All right. Do you want to uh, want to bring Herschel in and get started here? <laughs> 
Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Herschel, good morning. Morning, Kevin. Morning, Dr. Wolfson. How are you, Herschel? Well, I'm uh, marketably better, although I have a long way to go. I am noticed a difference already in two weeks of the first step of the protocol. And before we even get started, just to clear the air, HIPAA law be damned. You're the doctor. I paid you. Kevin, you're the consultant, if you will. And we can talk about anything you want. I don't care about because not only am I going to learn, my goal doing this is somebody else will hear it and say, oh, that sounds like me. Yeah, so to, there you go. To piggyback on that, Dr. Wilson, we'll kind of leave this up to you. And, and I know you've got some things you've got to deal with on, on issues like this. So uh, as far as I'm concerned, we're wide open on what we talk about. Herschel feels the same way. So it's really up to you how deep we want to go on this. Yeah, I mean, I, I obviously I love to tell the truth I, and I love to use that truth in order to help other people. And I believe that when you do the right thing, uh, then we will be rewarded for doing so. I do believe that I have the protection, you know, of, of, of God to, you know, guide me through this life. I, I hear a lot of this stuff all the time. Like, oh, you better watch your back. You better do this. You better do that. You know, we all live, uh, we, we don't want to be foolish, but we also don't want to live in fear. And I think, uh, again, you know, Herschel, as far as I'm concerned, yeah, you know, we can, we can talk about whatever you're comfortable with. Yeah, I'm wide open. You know the particulars. I'm sure you can see all of my results. I guess for my sake, what to gain from this is to learn from you and hear from you what you think about my case. And I hope that others learn in the process. Sounds good to me. Sounds good to me. All right. Where do we want to start? Herschel, do you want to kind of lead into this and tell us uh, your story? And then we'll kind of hand it off to Dr. Wolfson and go from there. That's fine. What kind of led me to do this with Dr. Wolfson? Back in around Thanksgiving time, Kevin, I had called you, and this past winter was really dark. I mean, really dark. I remember. I was depressed, something awful. Uh, The day that I called you and we were talking, and you told me (laughs) kind of in your way, kind of like the joke between us, chill out, man. (laughs) I went home that day. (laughs) I went home that day, and I just... I don't even know why. I wasn't really thinking about it. I think it was a panic attack. Call it whatever you want. My heart was racing. I broke out in a sweat. Scared the snot out of me. I finally got calmed down. Since then and throughout the winter being so dark, I just haven't felt right since that happened. And I got to the point where there were several occasions I thought about calling the the emergency squad, actually, because I felt so bad. That I thought, man, I'm afraid to do that because I know what they're going to do. They're going to come in with 16 needles, 37 (laughs) pills on a two-wheel dolly, and then I'll be stuck in that system. And I didn't want to do that. And one day I just, like my wife teases me, you had an epiphany. Call Dr. Jack and see what he can do. And here we are. We've done the testing. It is helping. I'm not nowhere near where I need to be. But I am way better than what I was. Well, I, I'm surprised to hear we already have results, I, which is just incredible. We're just getting started in this. Dr. Wilson, I just want to make a, a comment here. 
when we started dealing, you know, directly with people with nutrition and lifestyle and helping them, the one thing that really kind of freaked me out um, was anybody on uh, any kind of pharmaceuticals for mental health, um, which is a lot of people these days. Any, you know, kind of antidepressants, mm-hmm. um, weaning people off of those is difficult. And I just felt like I was not qualified to be dealing with this. And I came to the realization it's because of the way we've always thought about mental health as though it's completely separate from metabolic health. It, we we just thought it was almost like voodoo. You know, you've got psychologists and psychiatrists and they've got all their own drugs. And I, I just didn't want to mess with that. I didn't understand it. And now it seems like we're coming to the realization that there is no separation here, that this really is about how your metabolic health is affecting your brain or how maybe your gut bacteria is affecting um, your neurotransmitters. So aren't we really kind of discovering that these two parts of medicine probably never should have been separated? Yeah. And medicine is really good at that. That's what we get trained at is kind of pigeonholing people into certain diagnoses that are officially known as ICD 10 codes. And then somebody qualifies for that particular code. And then you bill the insurance company or Medicare and get paid on that code. And that's just, again, a fault of the system as opposed to, you know, somebody is just not right. Someone is, again, uh, they have these various uh, symptoms or signs of illness. And then what are the causes of that? As it relates to the brain, when people have brain illness, their brain is on fire. When people have myocarditis, for example, or a heart attack, their heart is on fire. Their whole body has like this in, inflammatory response to it. And if your brain is, is inflamed, well, then that could lead to brain-based problems, whether it's depression, anxiety, uh, uh, anger issues, bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, all those things, you know, can, can be there. But back to your point, there is always a cause of why that's uh, happening to people. And Herschel, I'm, I'm excited the fact that you're already making, uh, you know, positive changes. Maybe you can kind of highlight some of the things like wh- what do you think is going well so far and where do you think the struggles are? Uh, the going well part, uh, for me, I was using magnesium every day and I was using the light balance every day along with beta TCP that's from biotics. And all of those were primarily geared toward regularity because before I started working with Kevin years ago, I think I was the first one that ever went to an NTP in person regularity was a major problem. I would go three and five days. And then when I would finally clear out, it wouldn't be radical. It'd be perfectly normal, but boy, I was busy for a day or two. So that's why I did all that. But your girl, uh, Laura, that was my coach, she says, with this new stuff, you can stop all that and let this new stuff do what it does. I said, okay. Um, I primarily have been eating grass-fed, grass-finished beef um, from ButcherBox, all of the meats that they have, just because it's easy and I've been getting it for a while. I dropped, you know, the little bag of peanuts, all that kind of stuff. I dropped all of it. I bought me a monster order of Paleo Valley uh, bars and beef sticks and just cleaned it up. I I've been, I took all that stuff away. Uh, 
regularity now is no problem. Once, twice, sometimes three a day, no problem. Uh, my energy is not quite as good as it used to be before all this really went south, but I'm getting closer. Um, so, yeah, and I actually sweat now. Before, I would never sweat it unless it was 93, 94 degrees temp and the humidity was racing it and I was outside doing whatever. I would never sweat, ever. The other day, I was dropping and hooking a trailer, and it was only 70-some degrees, and I broke out in a sweat. It was rolling down my back, and I was, what in the world? So I got a hold of your people, and they said, oh, my God, that's an awesome sign in two weeks. That's what it's supposed to do. So it sounds like it's working. Yeah, I guess, Kevin, if I may, you know, I think that Herschel brings up that great point. really just is about these elimination pathways and how – that's really first and foremost is that if you're not eliminating it through stool, urine, and sweat, you are going to be sick. That is a surefire sign of problems. And so for everyone who's listening, if you're not having a bowel movement at least once a day with a good, healthy, full bowel movement, you need to make sure you're on the path to fixing that. Because that is a really, really a first sign, you know, very often of, you know, of what's going to happen down the road of eventual illness. And we need to make sure we're, you know, eliminating on a daily basis. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And, you know, that idea of him sweating like that, what a what a change that is. And not being able to sweat would be really difficult or not sweating well. Um, it's one of the pathways we can use most often and should be using to detox a lot of this. So um, it sounds like we're definitely on the right track here. Why don't we why don't you kind of go through your system? You know, when, when you somebody comes to you and they present like this, where do we go? What have you done so far to get him to this point? Well, you know, and we just kind of really go through that whole eat well, live well, uh, think well process. So you know, eat these foods, as we talked about, you know, eating all organic, going gluten-free, going, uh, you know, just eating a lot of nose-to-tail animal products, eggs, eating a lot of uh, wild seafood, you know, so if we start off with that strategy, that tends to get things, you know, rolling in the bowels, moving, urine, detoxification, providing all the nutrients the liver needs to, you know, to get the job done. But then also talking about the live well aspect, right? So, hey, how do we, how do we sleep? How do we uh, focus on that sunshine? And Kevin, you and I had, uh, I had you on my uh, podcast a few weeks ago, and we're going to be releasing that real soon, and we'll make sure all the listeners get that where I interview you and talk about your history. But essentially, what we, whether I talk to you or you talk to me, we're talking about how to keep the, you know, the, uh, the great men and women who drive for a living, uh, all the truckers out there, how to try and keep them healthy and what is not the healthiest by definition profession. So what do we do to do that? So again, you work with Herschel and others as far as, okay, here's how you get to sleep. Here's how you get the sunshine. Here's how you get the physical activity movement. Uh, here's how you try and keep your chemical and toxin burden as low as possible. Um, something as simple as, as chiropractic care. Chiropractic care by using the bones of the body to influence the neurology of the body, the autonomic nervous system that controls our elimination pathways, including bowel, skin, and urine. And so that process 
um, uh, you know, of moving things. And also through the think well process. When, you know, we have to remember that these detoxification methods and bowel movements and other, they are part of the autonomic nervous system. And if you are in what's called sympathetic overdrive or high sympathetic tone, where you're in fight or flight, when you're in fight or flight, when your body thinks it's running from a tiger, it's not going to stop and have a bowel movement. A bowel movement is a relaxing moment. It's a time of rest and digest which is all parasympathetic. So if we don't engage the parasympathetic nervous system, we're not going to eliminate properly. And those are things also, of course, you know, in working with Herschel and, and all the thousands of other people, you know, that I've, I've worked with is so paramount, really how to engage that parasympathetic nervous system. And it starts with, yeah, I'll try to eliminate a lot of the stress, trying to find the, the sense of purpose, and self-acceptance and finding the sense of community, uh, you know, as well in a world that is so divided. So all those kind of things. And then, of course, then we get into test, don't guess, to be able to use that information and move forward and also to use that uh, information as motivation. Hey, here it is on paper, not only in black and white, but also in color, nice and pretty, showing you, hey, these are the bad things about Herschel. These are the good things about Herschel. And over time, can we move the things from the bad column over into the good column? And that's how we get success. You know, I love that long term approach. No rush. We're not just trying to, you know, get rid of some symptoms and send somebody on their way. You're really kind of digging in deep and and taking the long approach to improving this. You know, I've spent quite a bit of time on the stress issue. Is we really started to come to the conclusion that, um, especially after 2020, when the world changed and life seemed to get a lot more stressful, we started seeing people that were kind of going backwards in their health. And, you know, we automatically assumed they had, you know, slacked off on their diet and we started working with them. We found that they hadn't. They really hadn't changed anything about their diet. What had changed was the stress level. And we were big on mindfulness and meditation and getting out and walking in nature. And we found that wasn't enough for a lot of people that we actually had to go in and start working on their resilience to stress. You know, it was one thing to get away from the stressor itself. And you need to do that. You need to do a lot more of that than most people do. But we found with a lot of people, it wasn't enough. They would get away from the stress. We would start to see things improve and the minute they went back to kind of life, the stress was right back and, and they weren't getting any real break from it. And we figured out you, you got to kind of build that resilience. We called it the stress muscle. And almost everything you have to do to build that is really uncomfortable. But it's just short term. It's like the cold exposure, uh, some heat exposure, infrared sauna, a lot of sweating, um, some resistance training breath work and breathing. And we found those things would actually start to build that resilience so that when they were in a stressful situation, they wouldn't just fall apart. And we found those two things together are helping. It's just, it, it's a kind of a big change when we're surrounded by, you know, a life that's really fighting against us. Yeah. I love that part of your program and what you guys are doing. And I can totally agree you know, with that, I also want to, um, you know, circle back 
uh, two, as far as the, the time of what it takes, right? So, you know, I'm 52. I've got a lifetime. You know, I got 35 years of Chicago deep dish pizza in my body and uh, way too much alcohol and so on and so forth. You know, my social life as a medical student, resident, and fellow uh, was pretty darn good. If I wasn't working, I was being social, <laughs> I assure you. So it's like, you know, so we got to, we got to, you know, and we, and we all have that in our lives. We got to recover from that. We're also trying to recover in a world, of course, that is against our recovery, just based on the amount of toxins and chemicals and, and other things that are going on. But it's kind of like, you know, this also, if you have dental issues, you know, you really can't fix your dental issues in a day or a week. I mean, you know, again, if you get braces, for example, to straighten your teeth, I mean, it's a, it's a couple year process. You know, if you, uh, you know, if you have, you know, relationship issues, uh, you know, with your spouse or loved ones or whatever, like these things aren't solved in one conversation. You know, you know again, everything does take time. But if you believe in the system, if you believe in Mother Nature, if you believe you know, in what we are and how we're created, you know that our body is built to repair itself. You know, you cut yourself, uh, you know, shaving or skin your knee, your body starts to heal. And we all have that healing process, but it does take time. You know, you mentioned dental is interesting because that was an area um, we just kind of picked up within the last year. Um, and I was just blown away by what we learned there, that the body could actually heal cavities. I've never heard that from anybody before, certainly not any dentist I had ever been to. Uh, and we picked up a line of, of really um, natural dental products to whole system. Um, incredible results. I mean, I'm just blown away by I, the results we're getting on this. And then the whole idea that when we go back and look at hunter-gatherers, they didn't have cavities. It, most people, like it just I guess we never think about that. Um, we just assume that a, a lifetime of dental visits and all of these procedures and products and mouthwashes and rinses, and you, you would think with all that, we would have perfect dental health. And it's just the opposite. It's almost like the dental system is no different than the medical system. Everything they do seems to be designed to keep you in the system. I don't know what else to say about that. <laughs> I totally agree. And by, and, and by the way, you know, the, uh, you know the, the medical literature is very, very, very clear about how dental issues are linked to cardiovascular issues. Yes. Uh, so, you know, the protocols you guys are using, obviously, is helping to save a lot of people from cardiovascular. And again, it's just, it's just one component of everything, really. You know, we put the dental inside of the live well, but it's just one component of the whole process. It very rarely is the only thing, but it's part of the thing. And when you, when you, I, the more things you identify, the more things you start to fix, the more people can really start to heal and have that clarity, vitality, the longevity that they so deserve. Yeah, you know, you, you had mentioned um, the whole detox process and we're, we're just surrounded by these forever chemicals that never existed. This, this whole idea of, you know, generally recognized as safe, the, the way they allow chemicals into our food supply and our personal care products is basically if we don't have absolute proof that it hurts you, we'll probably allow it. I mean, that, that seems to be the system, which just 
seems awful, but um, we've also started now really focusing on all personal care products and household products as well. Just trying to help people find much more natural alternatives to, or, or just eliminate a lot of these products. You know, you walk down the, the aisle for cleaning products in your house. Why do we need 387 different products? One to clean stainless steel, one to clean glass, one to clean plastic, one to clean countertops, one to clean floors. It's just insane the chemicals we've surrounded ourselves with that are completely unnecessary. Mix up a little bit of high strength vinegar and it cleans just about anything. Yeah, we, we love uh, we love vinegar. Our, our, my wife's favorite is hydrogen peroxide. I mean, just everything you know with you know dilute food grade hydrogen peroxide uh, is is just fantastic for cleaning. It kills absolutely everything. It kills mold. It kills bacteria. Uh, but you know, to your point, I love to say this, and Herschel heard me say this. Of course, you know, uh, everything you bring into your home, everything you bring into your truck, is it natural or is it poison and if it's poison don't bring it into your life and if you don't know kevin to your point well reach out and find out look at resources that will help guide you on that but every time you swipe a credit card every time you give a handful of cash whatever it may be and the way that we you know really end the industry is that everybody votes with their wallet and that's how we're going to eliminate these chemicals. Because listen, even if you're, I mean, you walk down that aisle in the grocery store, or Costco, whatever, you can smell the poison. But then that poison disperses all around the grocery store and around Costco. And it also disperses all around your house. And when you wash your clothes in Tide and fabric softener and Downy and Bounce, you know, and, and you know, the dryer sheets and stuff like that, those chemicals get right in through your skin. So as Herschel was saying, when you poison your skin, that is a major detox mechanism. And when those poisons are coming in, therefore they damage the system that allows them to move out. So uh, it's, it's, it's very important to remember that. Whatever you bring into your home, is it natural or is it poison? And if it's poison, don't bring it in. I, I, I'd love that. Hey, you know, I, I'm really fortunate to be talking to a cardiologist right now because I just read a headline that's got me a little worried. I'm wondering if you can help me with this. Here's what it says. Uh, I, I'm really into gardening lately. I love being out in the garden, uh, bare feet, lots of skin exposed, digging in the dirt, eating dirty food right off the plant. Um, but I'm reading this. It says green fingers, urgent warning to gardeners as soil increases risk of killer heart disease. Is this something I should be worried about? Well, I think, you know, not the soil you're digging from, uh, Kevin. And, and again, like a headline like that, uh, first of all, it's an attention grabber, grabbed your attention, so you went on to read on to it. Our, our ancestors, right, uh, you know, they, they came from the dirt. They lived in the dirt. We live in a sterile society right now. That's, that's a massive problem. Uh, we know that, that children who grow up um, on, on farms and ranches, they, uh, have, they're healthier than those who did not, especially if they grew up on an organic farm. So enjoy the soil. If you know that your soil is, is clean and pure, you're, you're good to go. Unfortunately, the soil is always going to be damaged because of all the pollution in the sky. There'll be some of it, but I still think that good quality soil, the benefits 
uh, far outweigh any risks, and I wouldn't be rushing to, you know, scrub and sterilize uh, the vegetables like <laughs> like the stores uh, do. So if you're if you're if you're again if you're eating conventional produce, yeah, I uh, I wouldn't know because I don't eat that. Right. But if I did, I guess I would probably want that scrubbed and and probably taking the skin off because the skin of any of those vegetables which we normally would eat, that skin would all be contaminated in the conventional world. You know, you talked about uh, the soil, the water, the air. One of the reasons we moved to where we moved to was I was looking for a cleaner place to live. It's getting harder and harder to find them. But um, overall, this is a pretty clean part of the country. I'm away from industry. Um, We've got lots and lots of fresh air and we keep the house open all the time. It's really nice where we live. We have no bugs, so we don't even need screens. I mean, we can leave the house open all summer. Our bedroom doors are open all the time. Uh, And our water is really clean here. I've tested it. It's one of the cleanest places in the country. Uh, And and that was part of the plan for living here, to to try to get away from as much of this as I could. And you know that I'm in total agreement with you. You know, we're, uh, you know, you and I talked about this. Uh, You know, we, we just secured 115 acres down in Costa Rica with two rivers running through the property, one of which borders our property. That So we would share that kind of river. Uh, the other is completely on our property with all eight uh, known springs uh, on our property feeding that water. So we know exactly what's going into wow. it. And not only has it been tested, you know, tested, of course, but, you know, we're down there and we're drinking right out of it. And just that experience of that, of, of really, really, I mean, it's, it's, it's taking us back to you know thousands of years ago and not even that long ago right taking us back in some parts of the world you know 50 75 100 years ago to when the earth was pure and i think again the more that we embrace that that's the answer there is a time and a place for modern medicine ladies and gents right there's a time and a place for trauma and an emergency room and god bless the men and women who work in, in that environment but for prevention uh, and, and the treatment and the reversal of chronic illnesses, it is everything that we're talking about. And it is doable. Kevin, you've been at this a long time. You've seen the results and thousands of people you've interacted with me in the same way. And it's, it's a beautiful thing. It's also very empowering. It's very exciting because, again, a lot of people are given the information from their doctor to say, hey, there's nothing you can do about your blood pressure. It's just genetic. It's just your age. Here's the pharmaceuticals. But there really is a much, much, much better way. Yeah, you know, you, you just touched on something that might be the most exciting thing about this since I've uh, completed 60 laps around the sun is the fact that what we've been told all of our life, as you age, this will happen. Your testosterone goes down. This goes up. This gets worse. It, none of that is true. Just like so many other things we've been led to believe, um, I have continually improved the way I feel over the last 10 years. I started really focusing on this at about 52, so eight, nine years ago or so. Uh, I still feel like I'm making improvements. I, I still feel like things are getting better than they've ever been with my health. So that idea that we just deteriorate as we get older just seems to be completely wrong. I think also, too, it's just, you know, the line that's sold to the women as well. It's like, okay, when you go through menopause, your hormones crash, you're going to feel lousy, your risk of everything goes up. Uh, here, take these, 
you know, hormone replacement, you know, therapies or, you know, and then again, the, the use of uh, uh, pharmaceuticals for, for brain and mood disorders markedly accelerates for postmenopausal women. Um, but, but it shouldn't be that way. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense that it would be that way. Uh, evolutionary wise, uh, uh, you know, things that we know from, uh, uh, you know, again, just societies that live more so in the wild. When women go through menopause, it should be a beautiful thing. It should be a healthy thing. And they're just as strong afterwards as they were before it. And, uh, again, we don't need medicine to guide us through that. We just need those foundational elements that we've mentioned already several times. And when the women follow that, when they follow that under my care and under your tutelage, uh, I think that they see extraordinary results. You know, when I get back to Herschel and kind of our case study here, you used a phrase and I want you to expand on it a little bit because I agree. We don't do a lot of it here uh, because we kind of leave it. To, to you guys, the people that really know what they're doing with this stuff, your, your idea of test, don't guess. We, we do a lot of guessing here. Um, we're, we kind of feel like we're that front line. We want to get people in. We want to get them results. We want to teach them how to eat and how to live. And sometimes we are guessing. You know, they, they show up with a digestive issue and we're pretty sure it might be poor fat digestion. And we have some supplements we can help with. But once we get beyond that stage, I feel the same way at some point, uh, And Herschel is a great uh, example of this. Um, guessing just isn't cutting it. We like to help people in the beginning without spending a lot of money. Let's just see what kind of results we can get with things we know have worked in the past. Once we realize, hey, we've got somebody here that isn't responding as well as we had hoped. Um, that's when we really like to hand them off to you. And you really do live by that test, don't guess. Can you kind of walk us through all the different, maybe let's just stick to Herschel. What kind of testing did you do with him? Why and what did we discover? Yeah, so, you know, I guess what, what I like to do is I like to do what I would call the most uh, uh, extensive and in-depth testing in the world. Uh, most doctors these days, if they do testing on people, it is the 1970s basic uh, testing. But uh, 21st century testing can be very, very extensive, looking at intracellular vitamins and minerals and other nutrients, looking at uh, the gut microbiome, as you mentioned, digestion and for gut bacteria uh, and, and other pathogens. We can also look at toxins so environmental toxins that we've already spoken about so when you get that new paint new car smell that is a voc volatile organic compound it goes into your nose uh, into your body and then also in some way shape or form it gets eliminated while doing damage all the way through and we can measure those levels in your urine and we can also measure mold mycotoxins to see your level of mold mycotoxin exposure from the environment food. We can check for metals. We can check for parasites. We can check for a lot, a lot, a lot of things. And I love to, I love to check because Kevin, you make a lot of people feel good and that's very important. But I think that the test don't guess method allows us to say, okay, you feel good and you look good. But do you test good? Because if you do, then you're on the path to the 100-year heart, the 100-year lifestyle. If you feel good, look good, yet your blood and urine 
says otherwise, then I think we got to continue to go deeper because everybody feels good until the day that they don't. But Herschel, maybe you can kind of expand on, uh, you know, the testing that we did and, you know, feel free to uh, divulge, you know, some of the the findings uh, that uh, that you had. Okay. Well, the test that Laura recommended was stage. I call it stage two. It might be step two. I forget the words you guys use. Yeah. 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 Well, I guess you know, just you know, we, we call that level two, and that is available for people to purchase directly from the website. Should anyone be interested, it definitely is a financial investment. But I guess I would say uh, that you're worth it. But uh, yeah, go ahead, Herschel. So um, they send the test stuff to you by UPS or I forget who delivered it. And I looked in the box and holy shit, look at all them bottles. They're going to fill up with blood. I couldn't believe it. There was a bunch of them. So oddly enough, and I didn't even know this existed. Uh, your, your girl, Laura, she actually set me up with somebody and the phlebotomist come right to the house. I didn't know that even existed. She come right to the house. I mean, she did it in 10 minutes, but wow, what a bunch of bottles. I bet there was probably 10 or 12. And then part of the other testing was a urine sample from that morning. And you had to fast, which I did. I was really surprised at how many different vials. There were several things that surprised me. Uh, and I'll ask you to expand a little bit, maybe. The first one that I, I would have never guessed, vitamin D. Kevin, I was 27. Can you believe that? Uh, no, I, I, I can't. And this is, you know, this is why we love this partnership with Dr. Wilson and what he does. Um, we are good on supplementation. We are big on vitamin D supplementation. Once in a while, supplementation doesn't work. And this is an example. It, it, there's some other reason that your vitamin D Levels are low, even though you're supplementing with the best quality supplements. Um, Dr. Wilson, do you want to jump in here and give us some of the reasons why that might be? Yeah, there's a lot of factors, uh, you know, involved in in the absorption of vitamin D, the utilization thereof. Uh, but then also, too, what's, what's beautiful about the test, and you saw this, Herschel, as well, is that it also looks at intracellular vitamin D levels. So I think it's going over and above the serum. So sometimes serum levels can be in that lower range, yet it is getting inside of the cell. And that's where the action happens. It doesn't matter what's the amount of vitamin D floating around your blood. It's got to get inside of the cell uh, to, you know, to be beneficial. And specifically, vitamin D gets into the nucleus of the cell and helps with transcription of our DNA to make certain proteins. Uh, I do also want to say regarding the number of vials that, yeah, there is a lot of vials because we're doing a lot of different uh, tests with that. Uh, and I do, again, I love the fact that Herschel, you know, again, they, you know, Flavonis came out to your house and hopefully my team is making that as easy as possible, you know, for everybody. Oh, very but, but there is the, also the thing of what's called therapeutic phlebotomy. Actually, the, I think that it is beneficial just to even have the blood drawn ah, good point. and removed from your body because your ancestors used to bleed 
and therefore kind of naturally cleanse themselves to that process. But now we don't even cut ourselves shaving. We never bleed. Our ancestors <laughs> were always bleeding. And so I think there is like that therapeutic aspect of the testing in and of itself. Uh, so, I mean, and, and oftentimes we do, based on the blood results, we do tell people to go through, uh, for a therapeutic lobotomy, or if they can, yeah, that'd be great to, to donate blood. Don't, people who donate blood live longer. So I think that's another, uh, another good point. Okay, so your, your lady, Laura, she mentioned about me giving blood, but I told her my understanding. When I was just a little guy, I had yellow jaundice and... I think it was aseptic meningitis at the same time. I virtually flatlined on the table, and I was, you know, foot and a half big. I was a little guy. So I was always told that because of that, I am not allowed to give blood because it's not usable for somebody else. It could hurt them. Is that true? Uh, well, I don't, I don't really know all the factors that are involved on why people are told that they cannot be blood donors. But if for whatever reason you're being told that, well, that's where therapeutic you know, phlebotomy comes in. Uh, myself or another healthcare practitioner writes the script, you go into the lab and they pull off, you know, 250 cc's, you know, half a pint or a pint of blood. And then it goes into the uh, hazardous waste uh, collection as any, you know, as any human specimen would. And, you know, there it goes. So, uh, you know, donating blood, if it is a complicated process, if it is something that's, again, arduous and, and or they won't accept your blood, well, then again, you know, doing therapeutic phlebotomy is uh, just as beneficial uh, to you. Okay. The other one uh, was cortisol, and I've heard Kevin talk about it, and I don't totally understand it. I think it's a hormone that mine was all out of whack, and I meant to print off my daggone test results last night. And I forgot to do it, so I can't tell you the number. Uh, I've, your I've, health coach, if I understood it right, your health coach said that that cortisol level, for my case, she said it's no wonder you had a dark winter and you've been down and all that good stuff because of that cortisol. Yes, yeah, and cortisol obviously is an extremely important uh, hormone, as, as pretty much all of them are, and it's very, very there's a lot of different reasons for highs and lows on cortisol. In that particular you know, situation, again, it, it is a one-time uh, blood test of your cortisol levels. I think if we are going to uh, kind of act on that uh, individually, we probably want to do a little bit more in-depth testing, you know, looking at 24-hour levels of secretion of cortisol. We can look at salivary cortisol levels. We can look at uh, cortisol challenge uh, levels as well. A lot of different factors, you know, go into that. But uh, do you remember what she told you ab about your environmental toxins and your mold? Did she give you some detail on that? She did. Kevin, do you have those? I, I know I sent them to you. Can you see them so you can tell him the numbers? I've got some results here. I'm not sure if the file they sent over to me is everything, though. Let me try to find that in here. Um, and maybe I do have the full file she, right here. She did talk. She did out that. Yes, Doc. She did talk about it. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I think a lot of 
you know, just really, you know, detail into showing people because a lot of people believe they're not exposed to mold. And then we show them the results that they are, or they, you know, they eat, uh, you know, mostly organic, yet they're very high in glyphosate. Uh, and and other you know pesticides. They use natural skincare products. Yet we show them that they're still high in certain things. And it really just provides that benchmark again. Where we take, as we said initially, we take all the bad things about Herschel uh, from the blood testing, and how do we put those into the good category? We identify toxic metals and pollutants uh, that are in people. And I think you know again that level of detail helps to show people what we're what we're dealing with. And, you know, really makes the test, uh, you know, worthwhile uh, to do. And then, again, how do we know that we're on the path for the 100-year heart? How do, we, how do we gauge that? And that's really where the testing comes in. So, Dr. Um, PSA is one that uh, she kind of, I wouldn't say freaked out, but was really concerned about. I've always yeah. heard that... PSA is, it is what it is. It is a test, but guys die of, with prostate problems and maybe even prostate cancer to the 80 and 90% range, but they don't really die of it. She wanted me to go to her urologist and all I, when I think of that, I think, oh, wow, here they come with the needles and the poking around and trying to find something that they may or may not hit, like shooting fish in a barrel. How good and reliable is that PSA, and should I just kind of leave it lay because inflammation was one of my biggest number one problems. I got inflammation everywhere, which, by the way, is better because now I can button my shorts and I don't have to suck in my big fat gut anymore. And I have lost five pounds, so there's that. What do you think of well, that? It's okay, well, you know, so, so PSA stands for prostate specific antigen and it is a protein that is released from the prostate and the higher that level of PSA is the more likely someone has cancer but to your point if we eat well live well think well and even use evidence-based supplements we often see a reduction in PSA because we are eliminating the cause of the prostate inflammation and potential prostate cancer. So, uh, you know, my, my health coaches uh, are, again, are, are brilliant and they're very highly trained, but they certainly have their limitations and their own, um, uh, I, I guess, you know, their, their scope of, of work where they see an abnormality and their default is to say, hey, you know, you better get this checked out. But at the same time, what I like to do is for these men with elevated PSA, yeah, you can go check it out, but I also love the idea of, hey, let's put you on this protocol for uh, for the next six months. We're gonna, like you mentioned, Herschel, prostate cancer, especially as we get older, it's a very, 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 very slow grower. We've got time to fix this. So let's take the time to fix it. And again, oftentimes, uh, if not if not just about every time, when people follow the program, their PSA comes down, and that's a very exciting thing coming from the medical world, where all the PSA does day by day by day is go up and up and up. Right, exactly, and that's what I was hoping that you would say is because we're changing so many things, information, all the different factors, 
I got to believe that might actually improve and I might not end up having a problem at all. So that's where I'm. It's, 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 it's going to improve. It is going to improve Herschel. Just, you know, continue to stay, you know, with the program. And uh, yeah, again, I think you're going to get just phenomenal results. Is it normal when you take a well, with this first round, it's a lot of capsules. It's like 13 of them, if I remember correctly, in the morning and 12 at night, something like that. Is it kind of normal I, after taking all those things? An hour or so later, I wouldn't call it queasy like you're going to throw up or anything like that. But your belly just feels a little odd. And as the days have progressed since I've been doing this, it has went down little by little by little each day. Is that kind of what you expect to happen? Uh, yes. You know, I do understand, obviously, it seems like a lot of vitamins. It seems like a lot of supplements. But when we're trying to get into this aggressive healing phase, you know, that's what it is. I mean, so, for example, like our product, The Whole Fish or Kickstart My Heart, those are food-based products. Those are, those are six capsules. Uh, you try and do the best that you can, you know, swallowing the capsules, um, it does seem uh, daunting, but it works. It works. Oh, it, that, I can feel it already. It, you know, I'm, I got a long ways to go. I know that, but I can definitely feel it. And if I remember right, the cell course she said was five months worth for my case. So I asked your coach, I said, so on a scale of you're not too bad to, oh my God, she said I'm about two thirds of the way to, oh my God. So I definitely got a lot to fix. Well, listen, Herschel, I wish you the best. Uh, Kevin, I do got a, a jump uh, from this meeting, but uh, again, thank you for the opportunity and, uh, you know, much love to you and the, uh, Lisa and the family. Absolutely. Real quick before you run, any idea where you're going to be around October 15th? What part of the country you might be in? Uh, I do not know. It's very likely uh, Costa Rica, but we may ah, okay. not have left, uh, you know, then. But uh, yeah, uh, keep me in the loop as to whatever you're doing, my friend. Yeah, we'll be down there in that area, so we'll uh, we'll stay in touch. Thanks so much. We'll let you run. Take care. Please, please do. All right. Take care. All right, uh, Herschel, I, I have to say um, that it's very encouraging to hear you be in a place where you're feeling better and making progress because it's been a while. Uh, it has been a long time. Um, <laughs> actually, Dr. Wolfson's coach, she actually told me, with your vitamin D level that low, I want you to go out in the backyard naked. I said, Laura, I'll get arrested. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not doing that, but I did cut some sleeves off old shirts, so at least I got a little more of my arms sticking out and then going out on the motorcycle in the sun and that kind of stuff. It is kind of amazing. I mean, yes, this stuff is, I don't know, depending on what side of the aisle you land on, the other side would probably say, well, that's tree hugger, hippie, whatever. That's not going to work. Well, but I'm on this side where right. I believe that our, crea our creator gave us everything that we need to live and live good. So I agree. Why do I need something that man created in a lab? And he's going to give me this one because I got an orange fingernail. Then he's going to give me that one. And that one's going to make the orange one go black. And this one's going to. No, it, it is working. And Kevin, you have to. Well, you probably hear it. When was the last time you heard me talk positive? 
Oh, well, that's what I mean. That that's why this is such a such an amazing um, turnaround, and why we wanted to highlight this. That um, we absolutely love when we can help people, and and that's the end of it. They're feeling better, you know, good food, some supplements once in a while if we need them. But it, it was clear that yeah. that wasn't working for you. I mean, there certainly there were some improvements, but um, it had been a while, and I was frustrated. I know you were frustrated. Uh, so I'm really glad that, uh, that you chose this path. Well, and, 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 you know, and I know you talk about the tribe and I don't know that it's all tongue in cheek. You're actually serious when you say that, but you know, I've, I've given my number out on the air a few times and you know, it, it's fine. So I've got to talk to a few of the guys, Joe and Fred and a few of the guys and just talking to those guys the perspective that they have, although it is different than mine, it's another angle that I never thought about. Just that right. has helped. It really has because, and this is kind of a, maybe a selfish thing because dad was killed in Vietnam. I never met him. He never met me. So I never had dad, grandpa, uncle, no, never had any of them. So I never really had guys right. to learn from, but from the tribe and the ones that I know because of dealing with you guys and going to the CMC and the different things, I've got to know a few guys that, yeah, they might be about my age, but it's it's at least another guy perspective. And I really think that's helped a lot. Good. I really do. Good. You know, you mentioned something else. And thanks well, for all the guys that call and talk. Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned, you know, why if if our creator gave us everything we need, and I completely believe that, why do we now need, I could even apply this to supplements. Why do we need supplements? I keep saying this. If if we really clean up our diet and, and that's where we're getting our nutrition, why do we need supplements? And, and I've struggled with this. Yeah, but uh, Kevin... How, when was the last time you went and dug up arrowroot oh, and no. ate it? I, that, you don't even know what that is. Th that's what I'm getting to <laughs> is, is I, I finally came to the conclusion we need these because of what we've screwed up in our world so bad. Our soil, our water, our air, our food supply, um, all of the forever chemicals, all of our cleaners, all of our body care products, all of that. that that's why we need something to fight back against that. My goal, though, is, is as you do that, we should even start to eliminate supplements, which I do all the time. And I'm down to the, you know, the three or four that I just take every day and I'll continue to look for a way not to take them but I haven't found anything yet. There was another really big issue that I was really confused about. And it's this idea of CBD and THC and cannabis and why two things, why this can help so many things and why does the human body have more receptors for cannabinoids than any other kind of receptor in our body? And we just learned that within the last decade. Why would we have all of these receptors? Were we out smoking marijuana as hunter-gatherers? I, I, I don't think so. I, that, that clearly there's no real evidence of that. Well. But here's what I found that was really interesting. This country even was founded. You, you go back to the founders, Jefferson and, and those guys. You know one of the products that they raised a lot of? That. Hemp. The cows ate hemp. Yep. 
we were exposed to hemp everywhere. It's a very natural product. Hemp has a little bit of THC, a lot of the other cannabinoids. And then a, a true cannabis plant with higher levels of THC, it's the same plant. It's just a different mix of the different cannabinoids, THC being one of them. So we were heavily well, exposed to these plants for a long time throughout history, and then we outlawed them. You were not allowed to grow hemp, even though it had virtually no THC. It got wrapped up in the whole cannabis thing, and we virtually eliminated it from the environment. So there is a lot of evidence that we were interacting with those things with, with a lot of cannabinoids in them. And our body produces our own cannabinoids when everything is right and we're healthy. So the idea of why do we have to do these things that aren't truly natural? Why are we taking a supplement with CBD? Why are we using infrared lights instead of just the sun. And the issue comes down to it's a completely different world now than what we lived in as hunter-gatherers. And we are going to have to do these things if we want to be completely healthy. Well, you mentioned about the, the cannabis, and I'm not a guy that has ever done anything like that. And I probably never will because I've seen too many friends get really bad off going from cannabis to the next step oh, yeah. to the next step to the next step yeah. and virtually ruin their life and, and die from it. I, I've had many friends that happen. With. Hey, hey, let me let, let me just address even, that even, one thing real quick, because I hear this a lot and I don't right. disagree with it, but I don't know why we always start with cannabis as the gateway drug. Did any of those friends drink alcohol, coffee and smoke cigarettes? I would say probably 100%. Why don't we call those the gateway drugs? They are drugs. They change uh, our, our, our thought process. Mindset. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I, I, I agree that as human beings, we like to alter our consciousness. We've done it forever. We can go back to hunter-gatherers, and they did find substances that altered their consciousness, and they used them. It really kind of became a thing for the, the shaman in the tribe or the medicine man did most of that. But we've always tried to change our consciousness, and that's what all of these drugs do. But if we're going to claim that once right. you started on one of these mind-altering substances, it led you to the next one, then my guess is the true gateway drugs in our society are caffeine, nicotine, and alcohol, not cannabis. Yeah, well, when you talk about, you know, you talk about cannabis from time to time, I've never tried it, and I've always kind of been against it because of what I've seen and obviously what I've been grown up and taught to learn. But in Chillicothe, Ohio, where I'm from, Tecumseh, that is his home area. He was a, a chief in the Shawnee tribe. One of the things that the Native American people did was peyote. I don't totally understand what it is, but it's something like cannabis, I'm sure. It's some kind of a drug. Well, that's how the eagles got their name. They went out to the desert and they did peyote, and that's how they come up with the name the eagles. So is it really all horrible? I don't know. Yeah, it, it is just another plant. It's kind of a cactus plant. Peyote is a cactus plant, and it does have what we call 
psychoactive alkaloids, which are similar to cannabinoids, primarily like THC is the cannabinoid that gets us high, alters our consciousness. Mescaline is the uh, alkaloid in peyote that does the same thing. Um, ayahuasca is, is another yeah, I mean plant with compounds that alter our consciousness. We've used these things since, you know, a gazillion years ago, the first time we encountered them. Um, it's just part of, you know, being human on this planet. Now, I, I want to say I am not promoting cannabis. I, I, if, if somebody hasn't smoked it, there's probably no reason to go do it. Um, but I also want to push back against the idea that it's like the devil's weed and you're going to go out and kill people and it will destroy your life. And I, I just want people to treat it like alcohol. That's all. And I've been pretty clear about alcohol. Um, as much as I've enjoyed it throughout my life, I very, very seldom ever drink alcohol anymore. Um, it's a toxin. I find I no benefits to it whatsoever. No health benefits. They've lied to us forever about, oh, two glasses of wine for males and one for females every night is actually healthy. No, it's not. Not in any way. Um, and, and yet we celebrate alcohol constantly and we have this other substance that really does have medical benefits. Um, it, it's proven over and over and over, and yet we treat it completely differently. If, if people decide to just stay away from anything that alters their consciousness, I'm all for that. I'm not promoting you go do this. Yeah. Um, I like altering my consciousness. I, I enjoy it. Um, I've done it a lot throughout my life. I, I think that there are ways to do it that aren't really detrimental. But there are a lot of people that have been harmed by that process as well, whether it's alcohol or other drugs or whatever. So I, I'm not promoting it. I just think we we should just look at some of this differently, uh, just no different than the way we look at alcohol. If you want to do it, do it. Um, be, well, as, I, be as responsible as possible, but be aware of what you're doing and, and what it's doing to your health. I I grew up with an entire family. Me and one cousin are the only two that have stayed what you might call clean because we don't drink, we yeah. don't do drugs of any kind, never, ha never have. But I've seen what it done, alcohol that is, to my relatives. It was so, so much so that at four o'clock, grandma would look at the clock and say, well, time to start drinking. And, yeah, and she I, would. I, I, that's just, that's I, just the way it was done. I grew I've up in a family so where, much. yeah, where alcohol was everywhere. I mean, it just was. Yeah. My whole family was like I, that. I think, I think alcohol is probably even worse than smoking a doobie. I mean, look at Willie Nelson. If it was going to screw you up, Willie Nelson would show you that it would screw you up. But that guy's still doing, and he's eighty-three or something. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I, 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 I am not out trying to even make the comparison that cannabis is so much better for our health than alcohol is. I, I could make that argument all day long. I don't. I don't want to treat it any different. Really, it's not. I don't want it to people to think it's special. Um, it has some benefits if it's used right, but I just want people just treat it like alcohol. Let's just do that. And, you know, if you think there might be some benefits and you can use it to your advantage, knock yourself out. But I, I just think we should stop the demonization of it 
unless we're going to start doing that to all things that alter our consciousness. Well, there's, there's one other thing I want to tell you about today's show with the doctor. Um, you know that you've done a lot for a lot of us out here that are on the road, and we all appreciate it. And we all, a lot of us, most of us try to support you as best we can. And by going to Dr. Wolfson, you have to buy a lot of supplement stuff. And it, and it's different stuff than what you have. Right. But I want to say thanks for you and the team for being gracious and not offended that I'm doing supplementation from somebody else, but are still willing to help and talk and do what you do still. And, and I want to say thanks for that. For well, sure. you're welcome. And and look, we you know, this would be a good time for me to talk about this because I've been planning on it anyway. Um, we do appreciate all of the support and We've gotten ourselves into a situation and, and it's just us and we're trying to work our way through it. We needed uh, a broadcast app and we needed a subscription plan. That, that's really what we need to make it easy for people to support us with a small amount every month. You know, you're, it's a subscription. We know we can count on it. We'll make sure there's tons of value there. We need to get that done. And it's, it's been a lot of technical issues that have stopped it. We're, we're trying to make sure we make this as easy as possible for everybody. We know we had multiple logins. We had multiple signups. We have multiple websites. We're trying to consolidate as much as we possibly can. And it really, it's just all technical stuff. It, it's software. It's trying to get things to talk to each other. Um, and we didn't think it was going to take this long. And in the meantime, we're, we're giving away um, now with, with the spaces I'm doing and as long as they are somewhere between 15 and 25 hours a week of content. We completely give it away. It's free to everybody. Um, we can't keep operating like that. And we've got to fix that. That's on our side. That's nothing to do with, with you or anybody else. In the meantime, we do, I should probably remind people more often, um, the store is the easiest and best way to support us. Um, but we're fine sending you to somebody else and having you buy supplements because our number one concern are results. We want people to get better. We want people to be healthier. We'll figure out the financial side of this. Um, people have been, the tribe's been great on supporting us in the store. Uh, we're growing the store, so we're giving you more options to support us. And it's a good time to remind people um, that is our primary source of revenue right now. We don't, we lost a lot of sources of revenue um, when we were canceled. And that right now is our primary source. So we do appreciate all of the traffic in the store. Um, and we'll continue to bring very cool stuff into the store. We've got a couple new products today. We've got a big launch next week on Wednesday. I'm not going to talk about it yet. Uh, and we're continuing. We've got products in the pipeline. So we appreciate it. I encourage people buy from the store. We have really, really cool stuff. Our pricing is really competitive. Um, there are times we can beat Amazon, not so much with shipping, but, but on product price, we certainly can. And um, it's because Lisa and the team negotiate really good deals and we have direct partnerships with our vendors. We, I talked about this the other day. We don't use a distributor. 
It would really, really simplify our business and our life and our processes. But it, it, it just makes more sense for us, even though it's a lot of work, to negotiate directly with each vendor. It, we can get better pricing, that way we can pass it along. Um, we have more choice of what products we do put in the store. So we're gonna continue working on that. Hopefully we will get a subscription model built soon. Um, in the meantime, we, uh, we appreciate all the store sales. So thank you. Well, I'll be there whenever it comes. And uh, again, anybody out there, Fred just typed me a message and Matt did and Matt said, well, he turned 90 years old this year. You believe that? <laughs> no, but, well, no. But anyway, all the tribe guys, I mean, Jackie, I forgot about Jackie. I've talked to her many a time. It's just an awesome group of people. And just, I, I can't even describe to you what it means. This whole group, I really can't. Well, I, 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 I think I know. Because it, 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 it means that to me, too. In and it really does. Yeah. It really does. And if you ever have a CMC, I'm coming again, damn it. Well, you know, we're, we're working on that. I was thinking about that this morning. Time is flying. We are supposed to be working with um, show management at Matt's to talk about an event um, that coincides with Matt's. We got to get on that. But uh, man, we're getting busy. We're already planning our fall trip. I, I can't believe I got to check on the coach today, make sure it's going to be done in time. Um trying to get as much out of this trip as possible. That's why if Dr. Wilson hasn't left for Costa Rica yet, we'll, we'll stop in and spend some time with him. Um, we have an invitation, and I'm really excited about um, going to Biotic's main facility in Texas and, and doing the tour and spending some Ooh, time with them. Yeah, and by the way, um, like us, most of Dr. Wilson's supplements are Biotic's. He is there. They are his supplier as well. He does some custom formulations with them. And we're, we've got some products in the background similar to that. Custom formulations, but using biotics to do them for us. Because there's no way we could recreate awesome. what they have. I mean, they're, and that's why I want to go see their facility. It's state of the art. Um, their testing is state of the art. And we are looking at some, like I said, some custom blended formulas the way um, Dr. Wilson does. So uh, we're trying to do that. We will be at the Nastic event. That's kind of the, the big reason for the trip. And I'm encouraging anybody in our tribe that could get to that Nastic event. That's about as close as we're going to get to a CMC right now. It's, you know, it's a chance but for... Don't a, you have to be a Nastic member to go? Um uh, you know, I don't know the answer to that question. Um, and well, for, good. You can find that out. Yeah, I'll have to. I'll have to check. In fact, I think we've got David Owen uh, from Nastic joining us in the next week or two. I think it's pretty soon. Um, so we could certainly talk about that, and um, we would love to see people there. Now, I also found out the exact same days. I think, or there's a lot of crossover on the days. Freight Waves is doing their big future of logistics event, which is in Chattanooga, two hours away. So I'm trying to figure out if I can, you know, juggle my schedule around and actually split some time between those two events. Uh, and then once we're done, um, we'll start working our way back home, probably for the holidays. 
But I'd, I'd really like to go out and visit with as many of our partner companies as we can while we're on the road. All right, Kevin. Well, I'll I'll jump off. I'm sure you got all kinds of people there saying, "Dude, would you just shut up? I want to talk to Kevin." Yeah. Well, this was <laughs> this was really good. So thank you for being open to doing this. Oh, anytime, anytime. If you ever want to do anything like that again, just let me know. I'm an open book. Excellent. It's whatever, I'll do it. All right. Great stuff. All right, Kevin. Talk I'll to hop you. off so you can uh, get somebody else. Talk to you soon. Take care, Lauren. Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I just let you three do your thing because I figured a fourth would just probably or just, you know, confuse things. We'd be talking over each other. But Sometimes wow. it, it kind of slows so things fresh. down. You're right. But it, it was and I wanted to stay out of it and let, uh, you know, Dr. Wilson and Herschel interact. It, it's, it's such a great process they have over there. It really is. And I love that. There's just so much to look at, so much that they can analyze and dive into. And the testing sounds like state of the art, really. I mean, looking at not just um, the cellular or the serum vitamin D levels, but the intracellular, you know, things like that. You can't you can't find that everywhere. You know, they really are do, like going above and beyond. You know, and, and, and I thought about really going through each and every test on here. And honestly, it would take us a couple hours if we did it and really explained it. I'm not sure that's all that valuable for anybody. So we kind of backed off that and I said, let's just talk about the big picture. Um, we don't spend a lot of time in testing like this. I'm somewhat familiar no. with it. I can read most of these panels and have kind of an understanding. Um, but I, I don't want to spend a lot of time doing this. I, I like what we do on the front lines, um, helping as many people as possible start down this path. And then if they need additional help, I, I'd rather just send them out to somebody that does this all the time. I mean, there are so many pages to this testing we didn't even talk about there's multiple pages for a test called a wheat zoomer um have you ever heard of the wheat zoomer i know a lot of practitioners use this one no i haven't heard of that yeah it's um it, it it's a lot a, a part of the uh, wheat zoomer is intestinal permeability what we call leaky gut and um actually this is one of the things that herschel showed up with He's got some uh, um, anti-zonulin IgG, which is an in, he, he's off. Uh, he's in the high risk category for that, which starts to tell us he's got something still in his diet, some food that has got some offensive <laughs> proteins that are are attacking his gut and creating that what we call leaky gut or intestinal permeability. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So. Yeah, I worked with her for one couple years ago and it was you know it, i understand his frustration because he seemed to be doing everything right in his head and you know that he had control over and it's just so nice to be able to lean on dr wilson and you know hear that he's actually getting you know the help that he needs really yeah. it was really great to have him on yeah and honestly looking at this his wheat zoomer score was one of his worst scores um, my guess is he still has oh. some grain in his diet because we're, this stuff measures like gliadin. Um, gliadin is a lot like gluten. You know, gluten gets the spotlight. 
anti-gluten this, you know, gluten-free this, that gets the spotlight. But there are plenty of other proteins in grains that are problematic, gliadin being one of them. Um, and he's in the high-risk category on um, many of these proteins from grains. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I would love to check out that, that test. I've never, I've never heard of it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's an interesting test. They, they call it wheat zoomer, but it really, um, really has a lot to do with, with grains of all kinds. There are multiple grains that can have a lot of these proteins. Um, but to, to give you an example, the wheat zoomer score would, you know, zero to two is the green zone. If you're in zero to two, you have no problems from grains. Um, two to four is uh, kind of the warning zone where, you know, there are, you are seeing these proteins and the problems they're creating. Four to six is the danger zone. And Herschel's got a six. So wow, identifying, okay. yeah, identifying what food in his diet is causing this may be another reason why they're seeing such good results. Then they actually correlate that to an intestinal permeability score, zero to two being good, two to four being you've got a problem, um, four to six being it's a real problem. Uh, he's right smack in the middle. He's at 3.1. But that tells us there's intestinal permeability happening and any time that's happening it's going to affect our health and we are at risk to create autoimmune conditions oh yeah oh yeah so it's uh it, it really and is a good gut test. brain barrier too yeah yeah exactly you know that when he mentioned that he was really dark you know in a dark place that is that that gut and brain barrier yes. right there. Yeah, dysbiosis, right? We we kind of know now if there's mental health issues going on, there's probably dysbiosis. Exactly. And intestinal permeability. Very interesting and, stuff. Yeah, good stuff. Um, we've got a yeah. lot of people that uh, that want to jump in. I know we wanted to get to more questions for Dr. Wolfson, but uh, I really wanted to stick with Herschel so we, we kind of could see the whole picture. Um, and Dr. Wilson's time is pretty tight. He's scheduled pretty tight. So, uh, we couldn't keep him for more than an hour today. So Todd, I, I know you kind of wanted to talk to Dr. Wilson. Uh, sorry, we weren't able to make that happen today. No, that's fine. I, I have one giant question, but I said, I, I wanted to him to answer, but we can try it together in a, but before I do just one more thing about Herschel and vitamin D, uh, I think he said it was his wife said run around naked in the backyard and I've read a few books on vitamin D, and I've seen an age range from 25 to 50. Sometime in that time frame, your ability to absorb it through the sun goes way down. I don't know why. Well, I, I so know. He, you know, I, that, I know why. Not, Let me explain this. The same yeah. thing Dr. Wilson and I talked about with aging, and we think your testosterone levels should go down, and I, none of that is true. We shouldn't be surprised that okay. all of those things are caused by a lifetime of the standard American diet and the standard American lifestyle. It's no different than, you know, being shocked that, that we can heal cavities. We've never known that because you can't heal cavities in the presence of the standard American diet. It's never going to happen. It takes a radical change in diet and lifestyle and 
you know, dental care products and personal care products. And when you get everything right, we actually do start to yep. heal cavities and not see new ones. Well, well nobody would believe that. Yeah. Well, when we do those things, we don't have to face losing our testosterone levels. And it, that doesn't have to happen. So these things that we think have to happen or they do happen, we could look around and say, but there's tons of evidence that it is going to happen. Right. But all the evidence well, hopefully is the vitamin people eating the wrong diet. Let's look at people who are eating the right diet. My testosterone levels at 60 are significantly higher than they were at 50. Well, wait a minute. Science says yep. that's not the case. It, you, it should be lower, but it's not. So we can throw out all of those ideas. Um, there's some reason why he still has a low vitamin D level, even though he's supplementing. And it's very possible. It was his health coach, by the way, that told him to go run around outside naked. Um, that may not have helped. He, he, there may be something blocking his, his ability to produce and absorb vitamin D. And that's what they're going to find in all of this deep testing. Well, it gives me hope because I, you know, all the things talk about like testosterone increase and pain going away. All of it's happened to me, you know, no weight loss yet. But um, so um, hopefully, you know, the vitamin D uh, ability to, you know, assimilate it from the sun will come back. Because uh, before I knew about cold exposure, before I knew about Kevin Rutherford, I was literally, you know, right hand to God laying in the sun in January in a beach chair, you know, in New England, trying to get vitamin D. And, it, you know, I only just got it tested a few weeks ago, and it was 37. And it's supposed to be 80 or 100, I'm sure, you know, just to give everybody else an idea. And um, anyway, so hope maybe vitamin D, that will be restored with everything else, like testosterone, the ability to produce it, and so on and so forth. Uh, my, my big question, it, um, do you have my blood work in front of you by any chance? Uh, I think I saw a bunch of stuff this morning. Um, yes, I've got it here. Uh, I've got some limited so, stuff. Okay. Well, it, that was um, that guy. What's his name? Something, Dr. Barry. I, I went by. Oh, Ken Barry? I had everything tested that he. Yeah. Barry, okay. Barry. Yeah, Barry. Not, not Barry. Barry, the disease. So I've just. Um, you know what? What jumped out on that is the the C-reactive protein. It's uh, it's you know, it's supposed to be no higher than three, and mine's four point nine. And uh, you know, I was curious to see if you have any thoughts yeah, and even, on even you know, three I'm, is still you're in a risk factor at three. We really, really like to see CRP below one. We want to see decimals when we're talking about CRP. CRP is, is kind of a generic measurement of inflammation in the body. It, it yep. sort of focuses on cardiac inflammation, but it could be any inflammation anywhere in the body. Um, one of the examples we have of this is uh, a couple of our tribe members. They were actually working with my son, Michael, um, and showed up with a crazy high CRP reading. They had recently gotten a tattoo, yep. and that's what caused it. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Massive remember amounts that. of inflammation. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a huge injury to the body when, when you get a tattoo. Um, and there's inks and dyes and toxins and, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. kind of made me rethink the whole tattoo thing because I've got them and I like them and yeah. I thought about getting another one. And then I kind of decided, no, maybe not. Uh, 
Yeah. So it, 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 if we want to determine whether or not your CRP is related to cardiac or some other inflammation, we've got to do more testing and more digging. There's just no other way to know. But, okay. but I would say this, when you show up with a CRP of 4.9, it would really benefit you to keep digging till you find out what it is. My guess is it's going to be the same root cause of why you're not seeing the weight loss. Yeah. So here's the thing. Um, you know, so, um, six months, at least very high quality carnivore. And I'm, I'm really down to my carbs or whatever glycogen is in the muscle meat. I mean, it's really low. It's less than five any day. So, and, and, uh, you know, like it's, so it's high quality meat. I can, uh, I mentioned on the tribe yesterday, I can, I can, and I do, I put on a 40 pound rucksack and i hike 2.7 miles with it half of it's uphill and i'm like can i do this is there a possibility i could have heart disease when i can do stuff like this and i live this lifestyle and i eat this food you know there's no junk yeah. there's no carbs there's no is it possible you know I, and you know, one more thing yes that being and, said, and, and let me give an example okay let me give an example and i don't want to go past that because i might forget to come back to it and this is an important point uh, when I was eating really, really healthy for years and years, and it improved a lot of things, um, one of the parts of my body I still had inflammation on, even though I thought I was doing a lot of things right, was my mouth. I, I had inflamed gums. Mouth? Yeah, I had inflamed gums. Most people do. Uh, uh, and we do all the things they tell yeah. us to, you know, for gum health, and it doesn't seem to help. So, and we yeah. heard Dr. Wilson say, there is zero doubt that our oral health is directly connected to our cardiac health. There's a direct connection. There's no doubt about it. The, the bad bacteria in your mouth causing the inflammation also cause inflammation in your heart. So, yes, we could be okay. eating a very healthy diet, living a very healthy lifestyle. And, it, and this is just one way we could still have cardiac issues. If we have oral inflammation, then there's a pretty darn good chance we've got some cardiac issues. If we get to the point where we're starting to heal cavities, and that's, that's possible, we know that now, then we're going to see other parts yep. of our health turn around as well. I mean, think about it. If you have bad bacteria in your mouth, that's the beginning of your digestive tract. We could call that dysbiosis and dysbiosis causes all kinds right. of problems. It, it affects our immune system. It affects our heart. It affects our brain. So this oral yeah. health piece is a big, big piece. So there, there's just one example right. yeah, of, we, of why you might still have some inflammation, even with a almost perfect diet. But it, that's just it, though. It, what's the root cause of that? If it was that, if that were the case for me, I mean, I just eat. Grass fed, grass finished. Hold on. The root cause oh, is is we still have bacteria we were born with in our gut. Okay. It's not okay. easy I to see. change this. We have to make an absolute uh -huh. effort at changing this. If you're still using mm -hmm. standard oral products, they kill all the bacteria. And then what tends to grow back is the bad bacteria. So you will be in a constant yeah. state of bad bacterial balance in your mouth, even though your diet is perfect. Did hunter gatherers use toothpaste and fluoride? 
know, neither do I. Right. I don't. Right. And, and maybe you're, you've turned that around. I'm just giving you one possibility that, that yeah. I know is happening yeah, to a yeah. lot of people. There could be 10 other things. Right. Um, for Herschel, if we can mm-hmm. figure out, and you're you're suffering the same thing, why is your vitamin D level low no matter how much we supplement or go out in the sun? There's a clue there. There's something wrong, and that something wrong could be causing the problems we're seeing. This is why we don't stop until we find the root cause. I want to add something. So here's the thing. I I, kind of laughed because I I realized, you know, since I started taking the uh, the DK emulsion emulsion drops, it was June 20th, right? Uh, It just happened to be the 20th of June, but it was actually 20 days later that I noticed that hey, I'm feeling a lot better, and and I haven't written down at home, but I a lot of things have improved in in my energy and my ability to carry that uh, rucksack full of weight up a hill. Excellent and. I've, and I think it was, it just occurred to me this way that I'm, even though I'm not a, a fighter, I look a little bit more like a UFC fighter than a KFC eater. And there you and I've go. I've never been either one and I never will be. There you so go. I, maybe the weight's starting to come off and maybe my CRP will be lower when I get it measured in 90 days from when I started the motion. So it could be. I'm hopeful, you know, because I, I guess there's no chance the, the whole white lab code syndrome could. That couldn't throw off a CRP because no. it would have to happen in advance, right? Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. But anyway. Inflammation is not the same as stress. You know, we can have stress in an instant. It, it doesn't take much. Have somebody right. put a gun to your head and watch how fast you're, you're, you have the most stress you've ever had in your life. I mean, that, that's how fast right, stress. Let's get done, man. Yeah, but inflammation <laughs> isn't like that. I mean, inflammation takes time. It's not an instant response. And what we find with most people is they are what we call chronically inflamed. They're inflamed all the time. Now, um, I I did something this weekend to hurt my knee. I don't know what, overworked it, something. I don't know what I did. Um, I woke up Monday morning after the weekend and my knee was hurting bad, really bad. Like I really injured it, but I don't know what I did. Well, if I were to measure my CRP right now, it's probably elevated. And I have very, very low CRP traditionally, like 0.1 to 0.3 is my range. My guess is now if I were to take that test right now, it would probably be higher because I'm sure my knee is inflamed. I can see it. But that's, that's yeah, how yeah, our yeah. body works. It uses, inf- inflammation is a really good thing. Without it, we would probably die. The, our body should use yeah. inflammation to heal injuries, and then we should uninflame. Um, and that's the problem. But people don't uninflame anymore. They stay chronically inflamed. Right, like chronics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, I mean, I, I'm just hopeful. I mean, it, it's a pretty high score, 4.9. You think, uh, you know, because it's just a snapshot in time that, you know, I feel so much better after like 30 or 40 days on the drops that the, the CRP could go down. I mean, oh, absolutely. I mean, it's got absolutely. To. So I'm going to I'm going to hang on. To, I'm going to get retested at, at the 90 day mark and see and, and just yeah. hope it's down. Otherwise, what, what anything else I you think I could look for? 
even blood markers or anything else, uh, like we talked about the oral stuff. If we want to look for blood markers, it gets expensive. It it just does. Rather than try to do this one thing at a time, one test, is it mold? Is it toxins? Is it it a wheat zoomer issue? uh, Once we get to the point where we're kind of stumped, um, you could choose to just try some, you know, things one at a time. Is it this? And and let's okay. try. Or you can do what we finally just convinced Herschel to do. We we, we were trying that approach with Herschel, and I, I'm all for trying it. Oh. Um, but at some point, both oh, of I- us were a little frustrated, and Herschel made the decision to to go do the full blown set of tests um, that that Doctor Wilson oh, recommends. So. One of those two methods can work. Uh, Dr. Wolfson's way, I can say, always works. I mean, eventually they'll figure out everything. Our way, maybe not. With Herschel, we didn't figure it out. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's so funny. Deep, deep, deep down in my bones when I started this, because I I always call myself on the air with you. I say, you know, I'm a fast block or half a fast block. I, I'm not, not really that fast. I, I, I fully function at 5'10", 210. I might be less than that now. But uh, if I forget what I was going to say. But if I lose the weight, then, you know, hopefully the that score will somehow drop with it. Yes. And I'll have fixed it without knowing well, what or, it was. I, or, like, or I think it's the opposite. I think if we fix the problem, you will lose weight. So it's still what is the root cause, and many times that root cause is causing multiple symptoms. Yeah, yeah. Well, so hopefully, I I don't know. I I don't know enough about it. I have read three or four books on sunlight and exposure, but I uh, hopefully that'll be the root. Is the the D was so level, so level, so low. That, uh, I, don't, I don't know. I'm, you know, I'm, you know, I, I've been doing this. You know, <laughs> it, it, D D is an. It, we should stop calling it a vitamin. It's a hormone. It's a very, very powerful hormone. Uh, part of what Herschel is experiencing may be just his vitamin D levels coming up because we're clearing out the reasons it wasn't going up. Right. Yeah. Eliminate, like you say, yeah. eliminate. And, and, and as and, as much as I, I'm going to cut you loose, I got to get some calls. As much as I love our supplementation and and the the DK drops are excellent, I take them every day. I still encourage people to get as much sunlight on your skin as you can get. Um, Lauren, you know, I, I am finding new testing now that shows when it comes to skin cancer, we got it even wronger than I thought. Um, it. it now seems to turn out to be the more sun you are exposed to on bare skin, the less likely you are to ever get skin cancer. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely makes sense to a certain degree. I mean, you can, you know, I'll agree, uh, you know, I have to admit that you can harm yourself with the UV rays if you are super pale and then go out for an extended period right, of time. Right. But you're absolutely right. It's about consistency. It's about building your vitamin D levels because that's going to help build your immune system. And yeah, I agree. Every time I come across something, I find it very fascinating that we're finally starting to learn more about that. Yeah. And the other thing I have to warn people about, one of the big issues around sun and our ability to handle sun seems to be the seed oils. 
I, I this is just this is new yes. for me. This is new knowledge within the last year. Um, I really started paying attention to practitioners who are saying, look, wheat is bad, grains are bad, but you really have to look at these seed oils. These seed oils seem to be way worse than what we thought. You know, right from day one, we were encouraging people to get away from all of the omega-6s in their diet, which is the problem with seed oils, one of the problems. Um, you know, use more natural fats, but I don't, we didn't put enough emphasis on it. And I even experienced this. I talked about it. The, the year that I took that long road trip and, and my health started to deteriorate again and my joint pain came back and I had to go. I, I went to work with a functional medicine doctor. We didn't identify that the problem was seed oils. And I really think it was. I was eating out at restaurants probably once a day during that trip. We just hadn't planned for it very well. We were really busy. Um, the trip ended up being way longer than we thought it was going to be. And I, when I came back, I knew something was wrong. And it took me 90 plus days to, to clear that up. And I'm looking back now thinking it was the seed oils. Yeah, I believe it. So, I and now Lisa just mentioned this to me the other day. I walked in, I was out in the garden and she looked at me and she said, you have never been that tanned. And Lisa's known me virtually my whole life. <laughs> You know, we in high school, we spent a lot of time on the boat and out in the water. And, and she knows I go from white to red and back to white again. That's been my whole life. And now I actually mm -hmm. tan. You know, I heard somebody use a phrase uh, just today. I saw it online. They used the phrase. Um, I wish I could figure out the exact sentence because it made sense. Um, they called be like where I am now, I'm, I'm tanned. They actually called that a, a sun callus. So what you said uh -oh. was don't, don't go out into the sun. If you haven't built up tolerance to this, if you haven't built a callus, you know, my feet are so mm -hmm. calloused because I walk around barefoot all the time. I could walk on just about anything. It doesn't hurt. A, a, a tan is your skin callus from the sun. I thought that was a, a good way to look at it. That is. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. I'm going to start using that, actually. Yeah. So what a difference. I mean, I, I, I screwed up last week when I went out on the water wing foiling, which I to check the forecast. I might go today. I wasn't thinking. I, had, I have a full wetsuit, short sleeve, but, you know, so my arms are exposed, but they're always kind of dark. Um, and I just wasn't thinking about my head. Um, I don't wear a helmet. I, every, I actually had a guy walk by me and, you know, he made a comment about it. He's like, you're a brave man not wearing a helmet. I'm like, really? I, I've been writing stuff on the water my whole life. Never even thought about wearing a helmet. So I don't. And yeah. you're in the water. So you don't feel the heat of the sun. You know, if you're just walking around outside, I know <laughs> right away. Oh, hey, there's, I've been out in the sun a long time. Uh, I was out with my head exposed to the sun. And, and when you're wet, that magnifies the rays. Had I yeah. done that before, I may have been in the emergency room. It could have been really bad for me. And I was shocked. I had a little bit of tenderness and it was gone the next day. That's all it was. Wow. Yeah. What a I, difference. You know, and it's true. you yeah, you have to build that callus, as you call it. And you're right, though, when it comes to 
you know, being like sitting in the baking sun when there's no wind, no breeze <laughs> feels very, very different <laughs> yes. than if you have water on you or you're on a boat and you're moving. So you have to keep that in mind. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I, at the end of the day, when I realized what I had done, I panicked. I thought, oh, this is going to be so bad. I, I've experienced it. It's awful. And it didn't happen. It just didn't happen. I, I do have that that protection now. So you, you start to think as hunter-gatherers, we were just out in the sun virtually all the time the sun was shining. I mean, I'm sure we took breaks, went into the shade, but but we were exposed to so much sun. And to think that that could possibly harm us is just kind of crazy. Yeah, I know. All right, let's... Uh, oh, one other thing real quick. Um, I made the statement that I was going to stop all the biohacking. Do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> and I... I I, I, yeah, it changed and it changed because I order stuff all the time online. I'm always testing, always looking for new stuff. I order stuff on Kickstarter and there's another service just like Kickstarter. I do order some on there. So just out of the blue the other day, this package shows up and I'm like, I have not ordered anything in a long time. Why am I getting a package? And I open it up and it's basically a biohacking device that I forgot all about. Probably ordered it over a year ago <laughs> when it was in development and I paid for it back then mm -hmm. um, and it showed up. And I'm like, well, kind of, I was really looking forward to this. Um, so I guess I'm doing a little biohacking again. Um, I don't know when I should say something about this. It has to do with ATP. Oh, oh, interesting. And it's it's possibly a way to actually supplement with ATP. We can't do that. You can't really take what? ATP as a supplement. It doesn't work. Our body has to produce it. But this, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, th this idea has an awful lot of science behind it. A lot, a lot of money went into this project. They've been working on it for a very, very long time. There's some pretty big names in here. There's a ton of research. Took me forever to go through. I, I still haven't been through all of it, but it is potentially a way to actually supplement with ATP itself. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Now, not cheap. I can't wait to hear more about it. <laughs> yeah. And and the other thing, it's primarily um, being used as a nootropic. Okay. But ATP should, I mean, ATP is our energy source. That's what gives us the energy to exist and move. It is really our fuel. You know, we think the food we eat is our fuel, but it's really not. Our body needs to convert all of that to ATP in every cell for that cell to function. So ATP really is our fuel source. And, and, but like Absolutely. I said, we, we can't put ATP in the tank. We have to eat food and nutrients, and, and then our body has to convert all of those things to ATP. But this might be a way, and again, there it, it is primarily being marketed as a nootropic. And what that means, a, a nootropic is a, a, a supplement that 
affects our brain and the way our brain is working, makes our brain work better. We think better. We don't have brain fog. We remember better. I've talked about the nootropic in the past called unfair advantage from Bulletproof. And I, I even said, yeah. we'll probably never carry this in our store. I really don't recommend it for most people. It's expensive. And if I'm driving all day when I'm on the road, there's no way I would waste my money taking unfair advantage when I'm driving. I just don't see enough benefit to it. I take it for things like big events, speaking events, things like that. Um, this would be the same. Now, I have to say, and, and Mike's on the line, um, Mike was trying to let the cat out of the bag the other day. He came on one of my uh, X spaces and started bragging about how great unfair advantage was. And I'm like, Mike, pipe down. That's a secret. Uh, but it, it's really not. We're, we're just kidding. Um, he loves it and he uses it and Mike can afford it. So it, one of the biggest reasons I just don't recommend it for the cost for a lot of people, I just don't see enough benefit. Uh, this is mm -hmm. going to be the same way, I believe. Uh, I'll just give you a little bit of a teaser. This is really, really easy to price. It's 50 cents a dose, which doesn't sound bad, except to get the kind of results I get from unfair advantage, say that's a, a, a good comparison, um, usually takes four to five doses. So now we're talking about 250, wow, okay. you know, a day if you were going to use this daily. So most of the wow. nootropics I've found that work, they actually do work. I can feel the difference in the way my brain functions, but they're, they're all very expensive. They all also have some other downsides. Almost every nootropic I try tends to mess with my sleep and not in a good way. Huh. So, I, so are you actually messing around with different nootropics, like yes. currently? Uh, well, just this one okay. right now. But in the past, I've done extensive right testing now. on nootropics. Yeah. I don't talk about it a lot because primarily okay. this testing is mostly for no, me. No, don't. Right. The, the, okay. Again, if, if, if I were driving a truck full time, I probably would very seldom ever use these nootropics. I just wouldn't see the benefit for the cost. Yeah. I mean, my job really is, is I mean, almost 100 percent of what I do is brain work. Yeah. Research. Mostly. Right. Yeah, I agree. Right. Reading, research, testing, analyzing data, looking at test results, trying to figure out why we got these results. It, it's a intensive brain work. So even mm -hmm. really expensive nootropics sometimes can make sense for me. The biggest reason I'm not doing them every day is they tend to lose effectiveness if you use them too often. And they really do mess with my sleep. Mm. But the ATP thing's kind of exciting. Yeah, it really is. I'm, I would love to, to learn more about it. So. And I'll go back to the idea of, well, if, if we're so big on hunter-gatherers and everything natural, and this is a very unnatural process. This is something hunter-gatherers would have never had access to. So it, it, you go back to mm -hmm. that, well, why are we doing things that aren't natural? And the reason is sometimes we do that to overcome all of the things that have changed in nature that we don't have control over anymore. All of the problems in our environment that we're trying to overcome, we may have to fight back with things that aren't completely natural. Yeah. So I, I'm doing a little bit of uh, biohacking again. So 
Hopefully I can protect my sleep because it was starting to improve again. Oh, it was. Yeah. So we'll see. So I put my watch back on. I even hadn't worn my Garmin watch for about three weeks because I I just said, I'm just going to get away from all that stuff. I'm going to focus on reducing EMFs uh, because that that was kind of my new thing. So uh, maybe it's just a little detour. This always happens. Um, Let's get to some phone calls. Let's go to Florida. Tim. uh, Oh, go ahead, Lauren. What were you going to say there? I was going to ask if the Garmin watch has an airplane mode, so at least you can just you know, upload yeah. information like, like later. Okay. Yeah. So right. I, I have gotten into the habit now of turning off both Wi-Fi and Bluetooth on my phone. If I'm not actively using oh, Wi-Fi great. and Bluetooth on my phone, I turn them both off. That way, all these devices around the house can't connect to it. I love that. That's yeah. what I do if I have it like if I have it in a purse or in a pocket, you know, temporarily, um, unless I absolutely have to have it on, I, I turn it off as well. That's the best way to handle it. Yeah. And honestly, um, I've gotten into the habit. Um, if I know, um, like if Lisa's here at the house with me, I'll even put my phone just on airplane mode. That Now you've got almost no signals happening out of that phone. And I do it because hell, I don't answer my phone anyway. Uh, you know, I let almost every call, I don't care who it is. You can ask our vendors or partners. They they know they're far better off sending me an email or a text because I'm not going to answer my phone. So it, the only time I want to make sure it's on if Lisa's out traveling or she's down at the warehouse, she might need me. But for the most part, a lot of times I'll just put my phone on airplane mode and then it's still not in my pocket. I, I leave it somewhere in the house. I don't carry it around all day. Good. All right, Tim. What's on your mind today? <laughs> well, I got a couple of issues I wanted to talk to you about. Um, just a little quick background so we get all that out of the way. Um, I've been grain-free since 18. Um, keto, carnivore, pretty heavy now, um, doing all that. But about three weeks ago, I had a uh, knee injury, and it was pretty severe. Uh, welled up really bad. Uh, could hardly put any weight on it. And um, I hadn't been to a doctor, and I'm trying to stay away from doctors, and uh, probably since since 18. And um, so now I'm dealing with some doctors, and I just want your opinion on kind of what route I should go. I mean, so I've been doubling down on everything the past three weeks and trying to get it to heal on its own. Um, my bone broth, double up on the bone broth. Um, collagen, been doubling up on that been um really going heavy more carnivore uh meat and fish and uh doing some aloe rubs and stuff on it but they want to do an mri and i kind of wanted your opinion on how evasive mris are is there any downsides to mris and if it it seems to be coming around do i need to have that done do you think Uh, my first reaction would be no now if we're seeing improvement Um, injuries like this do take time to heal. You're doing all the right stuff. You would do all, you're doing all the things I would recommend. We get even more strict on the diet. Um, you might want to use things like red light therapy that can really be beneficial, but we're seeing improvement and we know the body can heal itself, but it can take time. 
Uh, as long as you're continuing to see improvement, I wouldn't do any more testing. Almost all testing has some sort of a downside. And, and there may be downsides to these things we don't even understand or know about. So um, I know you had somebody on a while back talking about the, I, I live here in Florida, so obviously, you know, I get a lot of sun. So I've been doing a lot of that first thing from 9 till 11, trying to get so, I don't have a, let, let's, a blanket or anything. So I've been trying. You can buy um, um, therapy lights. You can buy therapy wraps. Now, Tommy Copper, I think, makes some infrared therapy wraps, like a specific wrap that goes over your knee and, you know, it's got infrared lights in it. I have not tested those, um, so I can't give any mm -hmm. kind of direct results. I have tested the sauna space um, therapy light, we call it, just that single red light bulb. It's on a beautiful cage. It's a hand-blown glass with tungsten filaments and I mean it's just a work of art um, and you can point that at any part of your body you want and you will see some healing with red light therapy it goes right to the the mitochondria and starts to heal um, just so we understand you know they'll, they'll say oh but MRIs have no radiation well, right. It's not an x-ray. It's a totally different pr process. But just saying it doesn't have any radiation doesn't tell me anything. Um, Lauren, we're concerned about EMFs, right? Yeah. What does EMF stand for? Definitely. Electric magnetic frequency. Yes. Magnetic is the key word here. Do you know what an MRI yeah. is? I'm sure the M is for magnetic. Magnetic right? <laughs> resonance imaging. It creates a magnetic field 21,000 times stronger than Earth's magnetic field. Wow. Okay. Do I we, do we think that might mess with some things in our body? <laughs> well, yeah, it's like strapping a bunch of magnets around us. And, yeah, probably can, not a good idea. Right. Probably not a good idea. Yeah. So if we absolutely needed to do an MRI because there was really something wrong and we couldn't figure it out any other way, then I guess I would say, OK, do the MRI. But you are nowhere near that point. So the one advice or the one opinion I did get was torn meniscus. What do you know about, is there anything specific I can do to help the meniscus heal? Any everything you're doing other than what I'm doing? No, everything you're doing is what I would recommend. And I, I can't think of anything any more specific that is, you know, proven to help uh, other than some red light therapy. Uh, I, I, yeah. I also like, am I getting cold any therapy? Of that? Okay, I've been doing that too. I've been doing. I've I've doubled down on my Wim Hof since I'm home. Excellent. I've been doing about 15, fifteen to twenty rounds of Wim Hof, and then right into the cold shower. You know, after here, laying out in the Florida sun. Here's here here's what we believe: the closer you get to living a hunter gatherer lifestyle, the more likely you are to heal. Mm -hmm. So we could go all the way and to everything we talk about. Are, are you using traditional oral care products still? No, I got your kit. Been Good. using it for about a 
three months now. Excellent. Are you cleaning and up? I love it. Good. Are you cleaning up all of your personal care products? Soap, household cleaners, all of that stuff. Yep. Good. Yes, I have. I've gotten some soap, and, and that's the only one I use. And I've been using the deodorant that you guys uh, have, too. So I've been you, getting that. You are doing everything right. Everything we do to yeah. get closer to that hunter-gatherer lifestyle is what it will take for our body to heal itself naturally the way it's designed to do. And being out in that sun from 9 till noon, am I getting any red light from the sun? Absolutely. You're getting the full spectrum of red light. It's the perfect spectrum of red light. There's none better. I mean, I can say the sauna space light is the best light I'm aware of, but I would never say it's as good as the sun. Yeah. So I, I have noticed one side effect from all that. The good one, though. What's that? <laughs> I got one heck of a tan. There you go. <laughs> hey, I, I, I'm glad you just mentioned that. Lauren, um, when you look at people, w without overthinking this, if you look at two people... <laughs> And neither one is obese. Neither one has any obvious health issues. They, they look like fairly normal human beings. And one is really pale and one is really tanned. Which one do you assume is healthier? Definitely the tanned one. Haven't we always thought Definitely. that way? Even, even before we knew any of this stuff, isn't there some sort of natural reaction that we, we see tanned people as healthy? Right? Yeah. And we think of people who are pale. Likely. Don't we always, all, almost always think of pale and weak together, right? And sick. Yeah. So I believe. Yeah, definitely. I, I believe that is a true, natural human instinct and reaction. You know, when I'm fascinated by this topic and I, I've tried to read on it. And I don't find a lot of stuff that makes a whole lot of sense to me. But what causes us to be attracted to another human being? And I mean, like sexually attracted. What, what causes that? Why are we more sexually well, attracted to one human being maybe than another? I mean, other than pheromones. Well, there's pheromones that are definitely involved. But then aside from that, I personally think it's, it's their health and what, how they, yeah. And, it's, and that comes down to what you can actually see. What's visible. You know, it, it, and when you it, see someone who is tan, you typically associate that with, oh, they're probably pretty active and outdoorsy. So you naturally think that they're healthier. Yeah. Or, or is there just something genetically coded in us to realize that person is healthy? Or, or has a better yeah. chance of being, there are a lot of very, very tanned people that aren't healthy, but in the natural world, if somebody were pale mm -hmm. as a hunter-gatherer, that probably would have been really, really odd, right? Yeah. Probably, you know, more, yes. So with, without being overly sexist about this, uh, why are men typically more attracted to women with larger hips and larger breasts? That's a sign of fertility. Health. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, and primarily say. fertility. Birthing. Right. Where we, you know, again, without getting overly sexist, as males, we would look at females and we would want them to be able to bear strong, healthy offspring. So if those are visual Definitely. clues, 
Um, when we when we look at faces, people with wider jaws tend to be more attractive. That that narrow jaw, narrow chin thing is not very attractive on a human, is it? No, it's not. But we also know that that wide jaw is a real indicator of health, right? Yes. So I don't know if I've heard you talk about that one. Oh, absolutely. Big, big, wide jaw. We oh, should no. not have any reason to yank out all of our wisdom teeth. But I had to have mine removed. They were causing all kinds of problems. My jaw no. is too small. My nasal passages are too small, and I don't breathe well enough to be really, really fit. I just can't get enough oxygen under heavy exertion because my nasal passages are too small. That's all a nutritional issue. You go back to hunter-gatherers, they had huge nasal passages and big, wide jaws and plenty of room for all their teeth. Yeah. Lauren, we talked about uh, potagers, cats, you know, the generational thing. Wasn't that one of the things he really learned was that that jaw size over generations kept getting smaller? I don't remember. Why that do you think that is? In Pottinger's. Oh, it's, it's purely but nutrition. It's definitely. Yeah. And, and it's, it's definitely Weston A. Price. If you buy his book, it's, it's all about the teeth. I mean, Weston A. Price was a dentist, and right. that's why he traveled the world when he realized the correlation between poor health poor teeth and poor health outcomes is what had him that inspired him to travel around the world and study indigenous cultures before they were introduced to the modern diet. And then once they were introduced to the modern diet and how quickly that health deteriorated because of that diet. And the primary driver oh, yeah. of small jaw size seems to be the heavy grains in our diet. Yes. Now and to get back too. to my point, we naturally, I think all of us experience this. We naturally look at humans and when they're tanned, we believe they are healthier. But they have spent the last five decades trying to convince us that sun is really bad for us. Yeah, yeah. They did a good job. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they <laughs> yeah, really yeah. did. I still see it's <laughs> rampant all over. Um, this idea of salt is bad for you, fat is bad for you, the sun is bad for you, dirt and germs are bad for you, all completely wrong, and we still keep pushing all this crap. Yep. Well, just follow the money on that, the sunscreen companies. Yep, yep, <laughs> and nothing but a ton of toxin we're putting on our body to block a natural reaction we should be trying to get more of. My God, if we become really stupid. Yeah. I mean, that's the other thing I've been doing here is aloe rubs. Will aloe penetrate into the muscles? I got an aloe plant that I cut and I've been working on the knee with that. Uh, I don't know anything about aloe and muscles. Uh, aloe is a really, I mean, you can just break open an aloe plant, rub that gel on you. I mean, it's that natural. Um, doesn't have to be processed. That's and put, what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't have to be processed and put in a bottle. I mean, you can literally just get the aloe right out of the plant. I'm not aware of any yeah. pain or inflammation benefits in the muscle from aloe. Are you, Lauren? No, not from aloe. More from um, something similar would be or comparable would be arnica gel. Right. Um, arnica. Arnica. But not... Yeah, arnica is, is known to penetrate and get into like the muscles and, and for bruising and things like that. So, but I, I never heard of aloe 
getting deep in there. I'm not saying that it can't. I just right. I'm not either. I'm just it. not aware of it. Yeah. What about any of your silver products? Do those, will those work on muscle and, uh, you know, help and repair muscle? Not aware of that doing that Which either. The, the silver? silver? Yeah. No, I, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, yeah, I don't know. You're yeah. the, the product that you guys. No, I know. Yeah. yeah. Good, good silver. We believe we have the best silver and copper supplements, but I'm not aware of any help to muscles with that. Again, it's more of a uh, topical skin kind of issue that we see most of those benefits. Now the copper taken internally and silver taken internally have other benefits other than just topical, but I, I'm still not aware of either one of those working on muscle pain or inflammation. Okay, and, w and what's your opinion on some of these braces that have copper in them? And you know, you, it's like a, a sock that goes around your knee with copper in it. So I, I'm kind of mixed on this. I, I don't want to say that it's all hocus pocus and it doesn't work, although that, that was my first reaction to this. Um, I did wear a copper infused hand wrap, like a glove, you know, fingerless gloves when I was rehabilitating my hand and I really liked it. And I don't know if it was just the support of the glove itself or the copper was actually doing anything. I, I just don't know. I'm so sure. stuff like that is fairly um, inexpensive. I would try it. You know, I'm big on results. Yeah. We, we can go do a lot of research and you yeah. can find proof on both sides. I, I'm big on results. This is fairly simple. You go buy a wrap, put it on it like my hand. I, it really helped. My hand felt a mm -hmm. lot better when I had that wrap on. I probably wore that wrap for about two months and, and it did feel better when I had it on. So okay. try something and see what you think. It, like I said, you can, okay. you can buy, you can buy wraps with both copper and red light therapy in them, I think. Yeah, I'll look, have to look for the red light therapy. One more quick thing, kind of off topic a little bit. What was the book? Uh, my uncle's going through some bad ulcer problems. What was the book that uh, you had talked about on ulcers? Oh, I don't know if I have a book specifically on ulcers. Wasn't it about the guy who figured it out they're from bacteria? Yeah, that, that wasn't a book, though. That's just an anecdotal story. I read that story probably 30 years ago when it happened. Even before I was into all this health, I knew about that one. Uh, but that that's not a book. Oh, okay. I mean, it's mentioned in a lot of okay. books because it's a it's a pretty popular, mm -hmm. you know, the way it all happened. And um, I see it mentioned all over the place. But... Um, I, I'm even trying to think, Lauren, what are, our, what are some of our really good books on digestion? I'm not even, I'm drawing a blank on that even. I mean, I don't know I mean, anything about like books on ulcers, but I would say that the first thing that comes to mind is to rule out H. pylori. That's yeah, the that, first thing, because like a dysbiosis in the gut. That, it is the single yeah, biggest yeah. cause of, of stomach ulcers is H. pylori, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, is is he willing to do to you know do a discovery call and take the NutriCue? If not, then and yeah, that, uh, and I will tell you this: you, the, yeah. the traditional doctors will test for H. pylori, and if he's got it, yeah, right, they'll give him antibiotics, and the odds are it will work, and then yeah. it will come back. Yeah, and that's what he's been dealing with: chronic ulcers. Oh, well, then He's had him for like, you know, the past. <laughs> and that's why I was trying to point him in a more natural direction to get the good bacteria flowing and, and you know, to 
get out of well, that and, cycle of the. And we even we even need to use some pretty powerful antibiotic antimicrobial supplements, not not pharmaceutical grade antibiotics, but things like oil of oregano, mm -hmm. manuka honey, coconut oil. We we kind of load up the diet and and supplements with some of those natural anti everything fungal biotic, you know, and and that tends to work, and then it doesn't tend to come back because we're not going in and wiping out all of the bacteria, which is what antibiotics try to do. And then you're, you're likely to just mm -hmm. create more dysbiosis. Yeah, with the bad stuff coming back. Right. Sometimes worse than before. Yeah. And, yeah. and we, we also uh, have to be aware in today's world, have you ever heard of C. diff? Yeah, I've heard you talk about it, yeah. Yeah, C. diff is a form of dysbiosis, but it's very severe. And people can suffer mm -hmm. for years trying to get rid of C. diff. Well, C. diff is more likely to occur after rounds of strong antibiotics. Yeah, so he's just been stuck in that system. So I'll, I'll uh, try a few things and see if I can get him maybe to give you guys a call. Excellent. All right. Yeah. That's that. All right. Thanks for the help today, guys. Good talking to you. You're welcome. Take care. You too. Let's go to Kentucky. Mike, you going to give away any of my secrets today? Hey. Yeah, I know. I was just going to tell you that I was feeling all depressed and stressed out and everything, and I figured out it was because I was driving an old FLD, 96 FLD truck, and so I bought two capsules of unfair advantage and went down and bought a $220,000 389 Peterbilt. Uh, so I, I'm not telling you what my my new my new uh, biohack secret is. Yeah, well, you'll have to let me know sometime. But I don't know if any of that stuff works unless you're like, you know, ketosis all the time. I, oh, don't, I don't know. I, I, I'm almost positive if somebody just eating the standard American diet took unfair advantage, they wouldn't feel a thing. I don't think so. I mean, I've never taken four. I, I'll, the only time I take it is I might be heading home. I'm empty. No rush, but I want to make it home. And, you know, my 11-hour trip might be 12 hours. Yeah. Um, and I just want to make it. And I get that little bit of doziness, and I'll pop. I usually just pop one of them. And I don't even notice it taking effect. I just notice it five minutes later. I don't have that doziness, and I'm alert again. It, it's not like caffeine, is, though. Is what I noticed. It's very, very different no, from not. that feeling that... It, and caffeine, when you're really, really tired and you're leaning on caffeine to get a little more, you get kind of... I get whacked out and jittery and it, I feel uncomfortable. And But it keeps me awake. Yeah. Um, this yeah. is very different. Like you said, you don't really notice the feeling of this until you do. I know that... No. But but it's a, it's a very different onset. And then you don't feel really different than normal. You just feel like kind of super normal, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, you heard me the other day what I compared it to, and I won't say, but <laughs> um, it's, it's not nearly as drastic as that. But you definitely, if you're carrying on a conversation or something, you, you definitely feel like you're, can speak better. Yeah. 
uh, feel more intelligent or something. I don't know, but but the only time I've I think I probably maybe popped two two of them, but I, I've never seen any need to even do any more than that. Uh, maybe I'll try it sometime. But uh, one of the things I wanted to tell you do, you, do you know much about Dr. Wolfson's cell core protocol? It's like five months worth. You do different protocol every month for about five months. I, I'm aware of, of it, but I'm not, yeah, I'm aware of it. I talked to him a little bit when we were in Vegas, but I'm not really familiar with it now. Yeah. I, if you want to do some biohacking, you ought to just order that and do that protocol. You know what I'm really considering doing um, when I kind of get through with the little bit of biohacking I'm doing right now? Um, and if he's going to be in Scottsdale in October, it may be a good time to do it. I just may go to him as though I, I'm going to be his client and just go through his whole program just to experience it, see what it might be able to do for me. I think the, um, the, the wheat zoomer um, tells you about the gut bacteria. And I think, I think probably the go-to for a lot of his, his, um, oh, what do you, uh, I have Alexandra that does it, her coaches. I think probably if you're eating a good diet or uh, that's probably the protocol they probably start everybody on because it's a gut healing thing and it's, you know, over five months, pretty intense stuff, but every month you can clearly see a difference in yourself, like night and day difference. I noticed. And it all has to do with basically your pooping, you know? Yeah. You know, I, so I, it's I, a detox. It's, it's, it's a protocol. And then you go and do a detox and I just the five month protocol you go through and it's pretty strict. You know, there's some of the pills that you take in the morning and then two hours later you take two different capsules and then maybe at noon you take two capsules and then in the evening you may take different ones. It's, the protocol of stuff to do. That would be my biggest so, problem. I am so bad at taking supplements. Yeah, it is. I would it's just, if you're I know. A truck. Yeah. I did it when I was in Arizona because I didn't have anything else to do and I was home all the time, you know? Well, that's Doing, me. I'm, being I'm, out on the road, it'd be real difficult to do. I'm home all the time. You would think this would be easy for me. I'm just so bad at it. Yeah. Yeah. You kind well, of have to just, set yeah, them aside it, in the morning. Sorry, you have to set them aside well, in the you, morning and you have to take yeah. them, you have to keep them with you the entire day. That's the only way I can do it. Well, an, another thing is, is is the cost of it. And you go, shit, I ain't going to waste the money on this. I'm not doing it. I know. <laughs> yeah, that, maybe that, yeah, maybe that'll do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's clearly a difference. I'm, I'm, I don't know that last year she, did, she didn't recommend or didn't, recommend to do it again but i think when i get out there i, I think i'm gonna see if there's anything wrong, wrong with doing it because i i can't see any downside to it you know right but but i still from my from alexandra i i still do about 20 capsules every night and every morning on different things that she's given me a lot of them is the is a big portion of that is you know is is liver right. bison and right. the whole fish pills and all of that stuff, you know? Well, we, so, we've talked about that. We, we, we have many of those. We have the same supplements, and I, I've talked about the fact that just the liver alone is six capsules a day. If you want to take the brain supplement, that's six capsules a yeah. day. If you want to take the male optimization, yeah. it's another yeah. four to six. I, it's yeah. just a lot. But yeah. the reason being, those are really whole food supplements. 
we're taking what you know right. would be an eight ounce piece of liver and putting it into six capsules. So you could either go buy yeah. liver, cook it and eat it all, or you can take the six capsules. But boy, taking those can yeah. get old after a while. Yeah. Yeah. I got in a pretty good habit of it now, you know, but even in the truck, you know, but, um, you know, between that and the um, cardio, car, cardio miracle and things like that, uh, I'm always feeling like a million bucks, so I just, and that blood test I do every year, you know, I, I think it's worth it just so you can see the improvements. Yeah. You know? Yep. So, right. That's all I had on it. All you right. don't want to know what, what I'm attracted to, a woman, so. Sure you know, we do. My dirty ass mind. No, no, you don't want to know. It's called two finger crotch. It's when you run your finger from the ankles all the way to the crotch and it doesn't touch. Yeah, well, see, <laughs> all of those things, all that indicates is wide hips, which are good for birthing. I mean, really, this right. the, all of this right, stuff yeah. comes back to biology. Yeah. We, we and have, you know uh, what? I, I learned that already. Our, our strongest drive, we have two really, really strong drives. One, the first one is to just stay alive, and the second one is to reproduce. All right. All right. Yeah, yeah. I I got a I I was been married my my wife is my third wife but hey. we've been married almost 20 years now but my first two I always thought I wanted petite, dark complected and that's what I had. And my third one, she's 5 foot 4, 115, 118 pounds and is all freckle with white hair. Should we should we take this one step <laughs> further? And, me like I can't believe. Should we take this What's one that? step further and really get controversial on this topic? What's that? <laughs> Do, isn't there kind of this feeling in society always has been that men are far more pros- promiscuous than women, right? Yeah. There's yeah. a biological yeah. reason for this, a really simple biological reason. Our goal is to reproduce. Once a woman gets right. pregnant, she's out of the game for 10 or 12 months. But a man yeah. can reproduce over and over and over all day long his whole life. He has the opportunity right. to impregnate 10 women this week if he can, right? That, that's biology yeah. and that's our drive. Yeah. That That's what we are supposed to do. We're supposed to reproduce and for us, just because we just got somebody pregnant doesn't mean we can't do it again 10 minutes later. Right. That's yeah. a big difference. You heard about the old bull, you know about the old bull, young bull thing, right? Uh, no. The two, two bulls standing on top of a hill looking down at 50 head of heifers, and the young bull says, hey, let's run down there and grab one of them heifers and do her. And the old bull says, why don't we walk down there and do them all? <laughs> that that's that's biology yeah, that's right yeah that's men that's, you know right we're not evil because of it no and it's a strong to survive absolutely yeah you know whether it's the mind or whether it's physical or what you know, yeah, we're, not, now, we're just animals yeah i will say that Given our modern society, it's probably not a good idea for a male to run around trying to impregnate every female he finds. But but that's biology. That's how no, we're programmed. Probably not. Yeah. 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 
All right. Yeah. Well, uh, well I didn't have anything else. So. All right. We're going to move along. We're going to go to South Carolina. Terrence, welcome to the program. <laughs> What's up, Kev? So that guy with the medial meniscus tear? Yeah. I had that. I, I, I wish I would have asked what he did, you know, because I got it from Hall and Carr. Well, I got it from the shitty diet I had before yeah, I started right. eating clean. <laughs> But I got it from getting in and out of cars, and it was a repetitive motion. You know, when you're trying to squeeze in between a, you know, a post and, and a door, and not scratch it, and you always lean. You know, your body weight in, and that's how I tore it. I had three three times. I got scoped three times. It, it's it's painful. It, when it first happened, it was like it was a tear, and that was floating around in the fluid. It just kept inflaming, you know, swelling up. But what I did, what what I once I. God, I started putting heat on it at night, and then, you know, heat, cold, heat, cold. Couldn't do that at night with sleeping, but if, if I was in the truck, I would have, I had a plug-in heating pad, I'd put it on there, and then I would just had a, a bag of ice and then just pull it off and pop it on there, like back and forth, back and forth. Even when I got out of the operations, that's what they did. You know, you, they put you on that a little box of uh, ice, and you just put it in on your around your leg, you wrapped it, and that's how it cooled, so. Uh, it's more of a, you know, if, and I kept it wrapped. So when I was working, there you that go. was the only thing I could suggest for him. Yeah, I, I just think we do oh, all the listening, but. things we know to do around a normal diet. And then, you know, we can throw in some cold therapy, some light therapy. Um, we we also have that infrared heating blanket, um, heating pad in our store. That's that's beneficial yep, for a lot I got of this it, stuff. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. But the biggest thing, like I said, if it's a repetitive motion, because it could be, you know, I mean, even pushing the clutch in, not, not, I mean, it's, if you're in a, in a lot in traffic a lot, you know, that, that just that pushing, if, you know, it's, it was one of the most painful things I had. I even, that's even including my, my club feet, just from, just from, and then trying to sleep at night, it just was, it's so irritating. So, I, I mean, I wouldn't tell them to get an MRI, but you know, I, I'm glad I did because I was able to see what it was, and, and they made a decision and cut that flap off that was torn that kept on moving. I don't know how you could regrow that back if you by just eating. I, I mean, I don't know if it was right. I which, imagine it would, which is you know? still still my approach. Maybe we can. I don't know for sure, but m- my approach is if we're if we have an injury and we're seeing improvement. Why don't we just continue doing what we're doing until we don't see improvement anymore? And if there's still a problem, then no, absolutely. maybe we have to revert to this. But, you know, I'm, I'm trying to eliminate EMFs or minimize EMFs in my life because I do believe they are a problem. Uh, MRIs just aren't on the list right now. Absolutely. Uh, I just like I said, let's figure out that guy's listening. If it's a repetitive motion you've been doing, even if you're doing less of it, it's never going to go. It's not yeah, going to go no, away. That, that's so a you, good point. Yeah. You know. Okay. All right. Thank you. All right. Thanks for the call. Let's go to. Um, we do have a. Uh, we do have lines open. I'm heading into my last call right now. Um, we will hang out here till eleven if you want to call. Uh, otherwise, we'll take a break. And Lauren, are you joining me on Twitter today? I unfortunately have an appointment today, so I will not be joining you on Twitter. Got it. I better come up with the theme then. I got nothing today. So we'll, we'll see. <laughs> no, really? <laughs> I, I really don't. I mean, I, I maybe I'll just talk about all the stuff we, you know, talked about Dr. Wilson's procedures and that kind of stuff and see if somebody jumps in. Those if not, Twitter, those Twitter chats... Yeah, they they kind of 
perform on their own they, anyway. They do seem to. <laughs> yeah. Come with a theme. Yeah, I <laughs> but know. it goes way off tangent. It, it usually does. <laughs> yeah. So uh, let's go to the phones. Hey, Fred, are you joining us on Twitter today? Uh, yeah, I'll be I'll be over. I'm I'm cruising today. I'm up in Oklahoma. I stretched my legs this week. Oh, there you um, go. <laughs> how you doing, Lauren? Hello. <laughs> Uh, so I'll tell you, uh, I don't know any woman that would that would uh, buy the whole this biological biological honey. I had to go with this girl because I'm trying to reproduce. <laughs> oh no, I, I am very clear. This this does not work in today's society. But we should at least understand why that might be a pattern. Yes, I hear you. I hear you. So uh, quick quick comment. Uh, that, the, the gentleman with his knee and help, trying to help his uncle, I would recommend for him to take if that, uh, the, your, your digestive course, and this way he can look at that and study that and then bring his uncle into the fold and show him why he's having these ulcers. Uh, yeah, that's I a good that's point. A very you know, good training tool. Um, one of the things I've got to go clarify because I'm not really sure where we are in this process. Um, we are in the process of combining three rep websites into one. We're taking Trucking Tribe, Healthy okay. Tribe, and Let's Truck University, rolling them into one, and all of our courses will be available under a really reasonable subscription. So you'll pay a, a small monthly fee and you'll have access to all the courses we have and anything we might create in the future. So we're in the middle of oh, it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and I know I went to Let's Truck University the other day and a bunch of our courses are gone. So uh, I'm assuming okay. they're in okay. the process of being transferred over and we're, we're trying to shut down some of the other sites, just trying to simplify things. Right, right, because that course is so, when I took the course a couple of years back, I don't know how many years now, uh, it was so informative and really, it just a nice deep dive. I think Michael did the course at uh, that time. I'm not sure. I think uh, he did. Married, you would married. think I would remember if I did it or not, but I, I really can't remember <laughs> yeah, I if know, I did. I, I think Michael may have done that one. So I'm uh, very inspiring here in Herschel getting some positive uh, positive uh, results. I'm so I'm so excited for him. So excited for him. I agree. Yeah, me too. You know, we we've talked we've talked over the last year or so and tried to you know brainstorm just different ways of doing things. And I'm glad that uh, I think he does have a gut problem after after hearing the results on his testing. And that's something that you know. Uh, targeted supplements and, and dietary will help. Yeah, I, I'm encouraged. You know, it, it's really a good example of our process, which is, you know, it. I could actually say kind of tongue in cheek, our process is guess, don't test. Right. It, I right. know it's kind of odd, but, you know, I, it, you know there, there can be a reason for that. I, I don't like to spend a lot of somebody's money if I think we can do it without spending a lot of money. So, so I'm willing, and here's the other thing. Most of us put up with all of these health issues for decades. If it takes us another six months to figure something out and we do it a lot less expensively, I, I don't see that as a bad thing. But at some point, we realize our guessing isn't going to cut it this time. Sometimes it works. Um, this was a case where we realized it just wasn't going to work. 
And we could have done one-on-one after one-on-one with Herschel, and it still wouldn't have worked. We don't do this kind of extensive testing. So this is a good example. Many times, four to six months of just guessing at things and trying stuff. And we've helped a lot of people like that. Right, Lauren? It's really just kind of guessing. We don't do much testing at all. Um, We might do some food sensitivity testing. We might do some zonulin testing. We might test vitamin D and inflammation. Not much of anything else. And a lot of times it works. Right. And but when it doesn't, yeah. there's that next step. And I it was really interesting. I and I hope everybody else thought so to to see what that other process is um, and how well that can work. Well, yeah, I mean his his approach is definitely scientific and and data driven, which is awesome. And again, you know, I if I had those problems, I would definitely I would definitely be uh be entertaining that without a doubt. Uh, I, I would also say with with that, uh, anyone after reading Brain Energy, anyone who has a child or are struggling with uh, anxiety, depression, or, or you know a form of everything, uh, and you can't get any relief from from you know your approach, this would definitely help you because the the, the the mind, gut, the brain, gut, all of that is provable now. Yes. So I think doing this deep dive, deep dive with, with a Dr. Wolfson, uh, I'm actually looking when I get to New York to maybe try to talk my mother-in-law into this, even if I pay for it, I don't care, just to get her uh, healthy. Uh, so yeah. uh, just, you know, the one step at a time. You know, but, it, here, here's uh, another... I'm, I'm very encouraged. Here's another place where a, a system like Dr. Wolfson's can be very, very effective um, we are still, as a society, brainwashed into believing the only people that can make us healthy are doctors, and doctors do a lot of testing. And so some people that haven't been exposed to all of the stuff we've been talking about for years show up with somebody like us, and we're saying, look, this is all about food and lifestyle, and we don't need to test. We're going to – that freaks a lot of people out. They think, oh, well, that's just wrong. That's not how you do this. So for some people, just the fact that he's got MD after his name, he's a cardiologist, and he's going to do a bunch of testing, sometimes they're just more comfortable with that. Well, that's why I said with my mother-in-law, you know, because the doctor is – is you know that's the religion in her eyes. So yeah. uh, having Doc, Doctor Wilson would be you know a definite if you know, and he's a likable guy. He has a good demeanor, a good way about him. I, I don't see why that that may help her. Yeah, acclimate to a healthier lifestyle. I agree. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, but. Uh, all right, listen, I, I don't have much, but we'll talk on the spaces. Uh, Lauren, have a great day, and we'll catch you on the radio or maybe in spaces uh, one of these days. Thank you. All right, Fred, we will talk to you soon. Take care. Um, Lauren, we're all out of calls. We had uh, maybe 10 minutes left or so. Anything you want to talk about? I can just bring one thing up that was really upsetting, that the FDA just approved a postpartum depression medication what instead of yeah i can't believe it yeah a new postpartum depression medication it's not about you know helping the you, new mother 
cope and figure out what works, making sure she's, nur- you know, properly nourished, you know, after giving all of her nutrients to, a, you know, a baby. Yeah. It's like, hey, pop a pill. And you know that that's also a gateway because what's going to happen is now they're going to be, they're going to use this as a crutch, these poor mothers. And when they're done with their, you know, their, you know, that, that time period of, you know, struggling, being a new mom for the first time, then what's going to happen is they're going to jump to another medication. And the pharmaceutical companies have thought about this. This is what's happening now. It was just approved. I mean, I'm seeing it. It's it's brand, it's new. So it's just approved like like this week or last. And I've talked about it in the past. There is now a clear in the past. I mean, there is a clear path on these mental health medications that I'm starting to notice. Um, They give you their first line drug, whatever that happens to be. It's probably going to be an SSRI, um, which are horrendous. They are really, really difficult to get off of. They do create physical and mental addiction. They are tough to get off of. And they only, they, they do seem to be somewhat effective in the beginning. A lot of people do report that some yeah, symptoms got that. better, but it's almost mm. a given that at some point they're going to add a drug to that SSRI because it won't stay effective. Yeah. That is almost a given now that they are going to add something at some point to the SSRI. We now know that that two drug combination is very likely the cause of a whole new condition called tardive dyskinesia, where you no longer control the movements of your body. You you just start making goofy faces and you can't stop it. Your hands flex and unflex and you can't stop it. And that we know, they even admit that condition is created by those two mental health drugs. And now they have to give you a third drug to stop the tardive dyskinesia. But if you read the literature on that, these unnatural movements seem to be permanent. Oh, gosh, I didn't realize they were permanent. Yes. Yes. The wording is in there. They try to soft pedal it as much as they can. But basically in the literature, they Mm -hmm. admit that. Those, those, we're going to give you a drug for the tardive dyskinesia and the drug might minimize those symptoms or, or maybe stop them. But if you stop the drug, they come back. So now you're on three toxic pharmaceuticals and you have new problems. Yeah, the the stacking of the, of the, you know, antidepressants and all of that is a real thing. I see it weekly yes. with people that we work with and it's, and I just, I can't help but say, but ask them, you know, cause they're still complaining. One of the, right. you know, usually one of their number one concerns is their anxiety and depression. So my first question is to them, well, would you ever consider that maybe these medications aren't working and maybe talk to your doctor and ask your doctor, why are you on two to five of these medications that are supposed to be doing the same thing, but you still have these symptoms? Here's the other and thing. And I, that's the first time I've ever even considered it. Yeah, I have a feeling you you see this a lot when I'm working with somebody and I say, oh, boy, we got to get rid of that statin. That thing's not doing anything for you. It, almost everybody's mm-hmm. open to that. 
If you talk about, boy, you really don't need that high blood pressure medication. We, we can fix that. Almost everybody's open to that. My, my experience has been you start talking about somebody not taking their SSRI or one of these other mental health drugs and they panic. Yeah, they do. It gives them anxiety right away. I, 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 yeah, you're right. How ironic is that? Um, just talking to them about yeah. not taking these drugs makes their anxiety worse. Um, but but you're, we just don't see good, clear results from any of these drugs. We don't see people get better. Yeah, my experience, I haven't. I just see them stacking them and never even questioning the doctor. Well, shouldn't I get off of the first it's one right. if this one's not working? Because clearly it's not working. Like, that's a logical thing to ask your doctor. Uh, yeah. Don't give me another one. <laughs> like, remove the first one because it's not working. And let's try another one. But don't be stacking them. And don't, you know, don't tell me that they're going to work synergistically because I just don't believe that. I know. I, I don't, don't either. But it. that is what they tell people. The, the, I'm it, sure it it, is. It's designed this way. We're not getting rid of the first one, but we need the second one to make the first one work. Well, wait a minute. When you told me about the first one, you showed me all these fantastic statistics that 93% of the people saw complete remission of their symptoms. That's what you told me about the first drug. And now you're telling me what? You lied? Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Great point. And one thing I should, I want to just mention about the statins, by the way, is there's so many, you know, I, I still see a lot of people on them. And, you know, you know from listening for so long how important your vitamin D levels are and this and that. When you go out in the sun and you don't have cholesterol to convert <laughs> what you're point. absorbing from the sun, <laughs> then you're not making vitamin D. You can, you can take a statin and you don't have sufficient levels of cholesterol. Your body isn't prepared. It doesn't have the cofactors to make vitamin D. So think about that. Very, very good you point. Know, I, just, yeah. I, I, I feel like we never talk about that, but I, I see it a lot. And people think, oh, yeah, I'm, you know, I go out in the sun, this and this. And I'm like, but you're on a statin. That is completely... You know, it's it's basically you don't have the cofactors. You need certain cofactors within the body for your body to be, to create these really important vital nutrients. Great point. So I just wanted to say that because when you mentioned that, and yep. it just came to mind. Very good point. All right, we've got another call. It will be our last for today, and then we're gonna head over to Twitter. So Dale, you get the final word. What's on your mind today? I had a question for you about blood pressure, but um, I went and took my DOT physical, and uh, I've been, got my arm run out. My blood pressure had been running a bit high. A while back, I talked to you. You probably, you probably won't remember. You talked to a million people, but I, I used to drink uh, like two pots of coffee a day. Oh yeah. And then I cut, I cut that down to like one thirty-two ounce mug, and you said actually that's a lot better, but. It's still a lot. Kind of excessive. It is. Well, yeah. So um, anyhow, I got checking my blood pressure, and my blood pressure was, I wouldn't have passed. So I take a lisinopril and a hydrochlorothiazide. So uh, anyhow, it says I can have one or two daily. So I took a second one, and like 12 days into taking two at a time, my blood pressure just dropped just uh, 
just barely enough to pass, but still really high. I'm just wondering, uh, why would it why would it be that high all of a sudden like that? It's never been like this. We don't know until we go figure it out. There's no easy answer to this one. Um, there isn't even an obvious to try first. Um, I, I assume your diet is really clean. Uh, my diet, uh, you would be 85% cool with my diet. Every once in a while, I'll, I'll uh, make a fried egg sandwich and I'll, I'll actually use bread. But other than that, no bread, no none of that. When stuff. you say every now and then, yeah, I, give I, me I, a... I learned that a lot. Um, maybe once every two or three weeks, I'll make a sandwich. If I if I so eat bread what, more frequently than that, my my arthritis starts to flare up in my hand. So, so I just what, stay away from it. I mean, no, you I like no, you bread, don't. Let me tell you. Let me tell you what you did. You're not staying away from it. What you did was you kept testing until well, you. No, I just. Listen to me for a second. You kept testing until you found the lowest possible dose that didn't give you an obvious effect. Uh-huh. But it could be the effect that's causing the high blood pressure. It could be enough. Oh, but I've been doing that for years. Uh, I, I've been listening I, to you for years. No, I, I, here's what I would try. I would try 30 days with yeah. no grains whatsoever and see if it makes a difference. Uh-huh. Yeah. But because at this point, that's all we can do on this is experiment or or you go through the extensive blood work to see if something shows up in there. This is a great example of which process do you want to use? Do you want to start guessing, which is what yeah, I'm like doing? Yeah, like talking earlier. Right. I'm guessing. You have yeah. wheat in your diet. It causes you a problem if you eat it too often and you just worked out the lowest possible dose where you don't have obvious problems from it but i have to believe if two sandwiches a week would give you arthritis one sandwich every two weeks might be causing problems you just don't realize them but it's just a guess because that's kind of how we work. I, I yeah. guess at the things I've seen in the past. I guess at the things that could possibly cause this. And then we run a couple tests. And I don't mean blood tests. We, we just try a couple things within our own diet and see what works. You can do it that way. Or you could say, right. I, I'm going to call Dr. Wilson. I'm going to run through the whole complete panel. And we'll see if something in there sticks out. And honestly... If there's things he's really, really good at fixing, it would be things like this. He's a cardiologist. So I'm, I'm sure if you went through his process, well, he'd uh, figure it out. But I, you might figure it out through our process, too. Yeah, but if you go to, through Dr. Wilson, you're going to get your big boy checkbook out. Oh, no you know, doubt. No his, doubt. His time is extremely valuable. Yeah. But I, um, you, you've said something many, many times about blood work and uh, cholesterol and all that. You've always, and I've asked my doctor the last time he did blood work just a few months ago about the particle size, and he he just wasn't going to have that conversation. I'll put it to you that way. So, okay. But I did get my blood work, and uh, I've been uh, listening to you quite a bit about the going and getting prostate exam, and they end up doing biopsies, and then they could possibly, you know, be, pretty likely to get cancer because they just poked holes in something that has little polyps in it and stuff. They don't really know what they're doing. So I, my, uh, what's it called? It's at the, it's one of the last things on your blood panel when you get it back. It's full blood worksheet. 
and it's uh, a PTI or uh, it's three letters. It has something to do with your prostate. Oh, PSA. Uh, the size of it. PSA. PSA score, yeah. Pros- yeah, it reminded pros- me like the TSA for like. Prostate-specific antigen is what it stands for. We just talked with Dr. Wolfson about it today. Um, it, it, it It is an it, indicator of prostate problems, but it's not a very good indicator. Well, my score was uh, well below where they say it needs to be less than, say, seven. I can't remember the number. Right. To be, to be a normal size, and mine's at like a three or a four. He looked at that and he goes, "Wow, prostate cancer is not even on your radar." Uh, I go, "Why?" He goes, "You're 55 and your PSA score is so low." Well, here's here's what Dr. Wilson explained to us, and it's why I don't want to go to the next step just because we have high PSA. It's not a good indicator. It is an indicator. But Dr. Wilson also explained, uh-huh. we get somebody in with a high PSA. And all we do is address what they always address. Eat well, think well, live well. And the PSA starts going down. He's documented this many times. What did we do? Cure cancer? Or or was the PSA not an indication of cancer? It, It was just an indication that something's wrong. We've got some inflammation. Our diet's not perfect. Our life, when we eat well, think well, live well, the number comes down. So how can you explain that if it was a marker for cancer? Yeah, it'd be kind of rough to explain that one. Yeah, and if you want to explain it, okay, go ahead. I guess we'll just take credit for curing your prostate cancer then. But I, I guess my prostate, just to make light of it, I guess my prostate didn't mind that one piece of bread every couple of weeks. <laughs> right. Other than that, it thinks I'm living well and feeling well. And exactly. Thinking, you know, right, you know. but maybe your blood pressure yeah. disagrees. Yeah. Could the, yeah, could, so. could the raise in blood pressure just be a rise in stress? Well, see, that's the thing. That should have went down. I mean, we uh, we sold our house and moved out in the country, this land I've owned for 20 years, and we built a house, had to fire the builder. I had to finish the house myself, and uh, it took me about nine months to finish the house. Because mostly me and my wife, and I hired I hired some, uh, you know, contractors come in like a certified electrician, uh, master plumber, that kind of them kind of people I hired. But uh, that's a then, little stressful. You know, now we're in the house. Yeah, that that, that really sucked because you know I'm running a line haul. You, so, you call it what do you what do you guys call it a butt head? Yeah, back when you did it. Yeah, we called them butt heads. Uh, a meeting turn. Yeah, but yeah, so uh, yeah, so you can tell I've been listening to you for quite a while. But anyhow, I. Uh, I do that every day, and then I go home so, and work on this house, living in a camper. So let me. <laughs> let now me, we're in the house. We've been in it for oh, over a year. That's okay. Let me <laughs> let me give you a history we see all the time. Even in people okay. who are eating really clean and healthy, we see this across the board. You are eating well, living well, thinking well. Everything seems to be going well. And you said this changed. Well, the change occurred after a very, very stressful event, a long-term stressful event. It wasn't a one-time thing. It was a continuous stressful event over a long period of time. One of the patterns I have seen is that that one triggering event pushes us far enough off the edge 
that we don't recover from that unless we specifically do things to recover. And that specific thing is the stress protocol. And it's a balance. I'm still trying to figure out how to put this together and teach it the right way. It's a balance of minimizing the stressors in your life, which you've probably done. You're in this house. It, it should be less stressful. But have, have you or are you currently doing anything to build your stress muscle or your stress resi- resilience? No, but I'll tell you the one thing that really puts that blood pressure right down to its place to even normal or what they would call below normal or the ideal numbers anyways, is I can do about five rounds of Wim Hof breathing. Oh, well, there it is. There it is. And, you, and, 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 and dude, my, but, but it's, it's back in like 10 minutes. Well, right. But, know, but, but that's a good test. You, you just did a test that, that told us something, that your stress muscle is weak. When you do these things, you got almost immediate results. Well, sure, they don't last, but it's kind of like I said, nobody gets healthy from doing one push-up. No. So I, I think you figured it out yourself. I think this is stress-related. It might be like the way my body works. I'm, I'm not a panicky person. Oh, so no, I'm not if either. If I'm having to say yeah. it, well, well, like an accident or something's about to happen, I deal with it. I make very calculated, very well-thought-out decisions extremely quickly. And then after the dangerous pass, then all of a sudden my heart's like, ba-bam, 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 but yeah. not why it's happening. Yeah, well, so maybe I'm, I got through all this shit, and then now my heart and everything's just like... I could even go a step further. Yeah. Things don't bother yeah. me mentally. I have... I honestly only have a vague understanding of what anxiety is. I've experienced it in small doses here and there, and I have a vague understanding of what it is, but I, I don't, I don't get anxious. I never have. I don't worry. I'm not a worrier. I don't either. Right. I'm not a worrier. I just deal no. with stuff. What, what good would worrying no. do? Um, honestly, if I have a problem in my life and I don't have a solution for it or something to even improve it a little bit, it is easy for me to just put it out of my mind and forget it exists. And people say, well, you just can't ignore that. Okay. Well, no, I absolutely can ignore it. Oh, yeah, and I'm can. going to until I figure out a way <laughs> to fix it. And if I don't have any idea how to fix it, why would I worry about it? So, so I'm not. No, you just put but, it in the saddle for a while until something pops up about it. But I can know? tell you, I, I, I'm in that point now. I've been in that point many times where I have pushed my body too far with the stress issue, and it is really, really difficult to recover from. Yes, yeah, so there's some food for thought. So uh, start diving in, like maybe some cold exposure and things like that. Yeah, pick one. Pick one of the four and just start with that. And when you get really, really comfortable with that one and it becomes a habit, then add one more and do that again. And what if it takes you four okay. or five months to be doing all of them a couple times a week? So what? What's our hurry? Yeah. And and yeah. I, I'm right. just going to well, ask, but are, are you using Cardio Miracle? Um, you know, I bought some of that. It was a while back. You had a sale on it, and they got some free little um, them little sleeves that yeah, the, 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 the little to go ones you call them. Yeah. Yeah. 
and came with a bunch of them. So I bought two two jugs of that, and I got using it. And then we went out to Vegas to schedule a surgery for my wife, and that was stayed with my sister or my my niece. I didn't take it with me, and and then I just never picked it back up when I got back. So, so I, I'm not. A, I have some. I just. I'm. I'm. You know me. I don't push a lot of supplements. I don't think they're going to solve all of our problems, but. Lauren, how many people have we seen solve their blood pressure issue with nothing but Cardio Miracle being the only change? After diet and all that other stuff, and they still had high blood pressure, Cardio Miracle alone many times has solved the problem. And it makes sense why. It opens up your uh, muscles for good flow. Well... When I started doing the Cardio Miracle, I couldn't sleep. I remember I called you and you said, well, it's funny. We sometimes get more healthy. You get so much energy, you can't sleep. So I started taking it once a day in the morning. I, I only take I it take once it a day. in the afternoon, I, 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 I can't sleep. Yeah, I ev- mean, I, I every now and then. The ceiling all night. Every now and then on a big outdoor hard activity day, I'll have one in the morning and one early to late afternoon. I don't ever really drink Cardio Miracle after dinner or after about six. In many days, I only take one serving when it should be two servings, but I get results from one. So it, that's that's usually enough for me. But I, I can't, I, I was shocked by how many times people would call me and say, all I did was add Cardio Miracle and my blood pressure's lower than normal now. Uh, well, Maybe I'll give that a swing then. But you said it takes like six weeks for that, the fifth or sixth week for the blood pressure results to show up. Last Someti- time I talked to you about it, I believe. Sometimes that? that seems to be maybe an average. We really haven't kind of quantified it. But occasionally I'll, I'll, people will tell me 10 days and they've seen results. One thing I did remember that, uh, realizing off the cardio miracle is uh, if I sleep on my uh, shoulder, my uh, my fingertips will get numb after a while. Right. But when I started taking the Cardio Miracle, that stopped. That's a good sign. I must improve, improve blood flow or yep. something. That's a good sign. That's exactly so what it, we're it, looking it's, for. It's, it's doing something good. Okay. It's doing something good for me so, because it evidently improves blood flow. So what let, about it? Let, let's skip the lisinopril and the drugs as a crutch and let's focus on the stress protocol and cardio miracle once a day and see if that works all right we'll do it that way then but thanks for your uh time and uh have a good day all right we're gonna wrap this up lauren anything you want to close with uh no that's it for me today all right i am good to go Well, um, enjoy the rest of your day, and we'll talk to you again next week. I'm going to head over to Twitter. We're going to start Twitter today at uh, 11.30 my time. That's Pacific. Um, Just because I need a quick break here to grab something. I don't know what. Something to eat. Another cup of decaf. I don't know. I'm going to grab something, and then we'll see you on X. It just sounds so weird saying that. See you on X. It does. I know. But that's where I'll see you on X uh, in our space at 1130. See you then. Be safe, be profitable, be fit and healthy. Always do the hard work and master the journey.